stuff like Will Smith uh, sexually assaulted his kid on television and no one seemed to care at all. And there's an outbreak of transgender children in Hollywood and I will show examples and names. And don't forget Tomorrow my PragerU video comes out at PragerU about the strange death of comedy. And I also have been working intensely on my garden. I'm, I'm making a food forest. I've just been, uh, as you can see by my hacked up arms, just been hacking. Just hacking away at, at uh, just more forest on my land. You hear that, socialists? My land, not your land. This land is my land, you have no land You rent an apartment, cause you made bad business decisions You cannot get the federal government to steal my land So go F yourself yeah, and, by, and you'll probably notice I'm, I'm going to be swearing just less and less as the, as the days go on because my son is two and a half now, and uh, I've, I don't swear around him. And I've talked about that in other episodes. I mean, I will, like, if I stub my toe or something. But it, And you can't just really turn it on and off that often. So I'll be saying a lot more, like, Fs and stuff like that because that's what I say around him. All right, let's just start diving in, guys, because today's going to be a wacky one. First off, let's just uh, get to some just some funny stuff. Someone uh, sent me this. I put it on Instagram. I think my wife sent me this, actually. Semi-automatic assault straw dispenser. Speaking of my wife, I'm going to tweet out that I'm live on her Twitter that she's never logged into. It's, uh, you can follow me at, at Owens Nice Wife on Twitter because you may or may not know I am banned for life from Twitter, but my wife isn't. I just happen to exclusively use her account. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, and uh, you can super chat me. That, those will stay up. I'll answer all of them. Or paypal.me slash feedthebear. Um, yeah, I'm, just think of me as a, as a fun, somewhat knowledgeable, somewhat crazy piano guy. Who, uh, you throw a tip in the tip jar, kind of like, you know, you sit at the bar and put bread in my jar and say, man, why are you streaming now? All right. So, um, yeah, the city of Seattle banned straws. So David Hogg, if you're out there, we need your help, buddy. Just jump on your rollerblades and um, and get here stat because someone could die. Straws, that's the real issue. Cynthia Nixon says son has come out as transgender. That I'm going to say odds are the kid was abused. Uh, my, my theory is that, why is this thing uh, going in and out of focus? That's going to piss me off. Give me one second. I will just adjust a quick setting. I will not spiral, I promise. Just open this baby up. Uh, that may work. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. 
Um, this land is your land. This land is my land. I'm pretty sure they stole that from You Are My Sunshine. Arlo Guthrie. This land is your land. This land is my land. It is the same song as You Are My Sunshine. Because socialists will just steal your song. Hang on. Uh, uh, it's going in out of focus again. Uh, manual focus. It may just be slightly fuzzy the whole time, but you know what? It's better than that weird, like, in and out thing that was happening. Yeah, that's fine. I just look a little bright. Look a little whiter than normal, but there's nothing wrong with being white. Unless you think awesome stuff is wrong. Yeah, so Cynthia Nixon, uh, just another train wreck of, uh, of a human being. She's running for, I believe, governor of New York. She's a straight-up socialist. All right, this is what I want to talk about. So this, um, I like this actor on the show Gotham. And this was a story from before, and it looks a little grainy because I, I didn't know how to take screenshots on the Microsoft computer, which is the, the one I stream, uh, stream from. So I just had to take a picture of it <laughs> and then send it to myself. But that's a great picture of a dad and a son. You know what I'm saying? And he was in the show. He's in the show uh, Gotham, and uh, people know him around town. And uh, this this whole removal of gender of children that's happening a lot. You hear uh, people will put forth the thought experiment of, well, if if the if your son runs away or something happens to your son, I'm pretty sure you'll tell the cops right away. It's a, it's a son they're looking for. Nope. All right, so this kid here, uh, cute kid, you know, dad looks loving. Just another Hollywood uh, case of insanity. So the kid becomes a transgender person, changes his name from Arlo to uh, Jade, and runs away from home. The, they said our daughter Jade has run away from home and kept referring to uh, their son as a, as a girl. That caused a lot of confusion in the law enforcement community as well as people trying to help them. I remember this was on Twitter. This is about a year ago, I think. And I was following this whole thing. I became kind of obsessed with uh, their whole family dynamic. So I started like looking how the brother was tweeting, when they all st- stopped talking to their mom, um, like what was happening. Because it, from, from all intents and purposes, it looks like uh, they were a, a happy family when they were young. And then there was a divorce, all this trans stuff. The, the, the trans son or whatever did come home. They just ran away. But this is like 6'3", like 250. Like a dude. Like that's a dude. And, uh, and they put their own child. That, that's the mom and the, dude, and the son. And it's just, a, it's just a messed up kid, man. It's a messed up kid. And uh, they put their virtue signaling above the safety of their son because they kept referring to him as a girl. It was like 6'3", 250. And uh, people were, uh, you know, I was freaked out because I wanted to help. I'm like, man, someone in the acting community, their kid ran away. Like, what can I do? I'm like, and that's what got me into it because I was tricked. I'm like, their daughter, someone kidnapped their daughter. And then I'm like, 6'3", 250. I'm like, wait a minute. And then they were like, oh, uh, transition, blah, blah. I'm like, you're putting the safety of your kid below virtue signaling. And so I've been making fun of James Gunn and uh, Patton Oswalt and stuff this week and just pretty much John Wicking Hollywood at, at all times because they're just a bunch of perverts. You know, as uh, some of you know, uh, I lost my agent and manager and book deal and um, TV development deal. 
when I uh, uh, stood up to Jesse Thorne. By the way, and I have all the emails. I may one day just do a whole uh, broadcast just with the emails I got from my agent. Because uh, I don't want anyone to think that it wasn't exactly for that reason only. Bear in mind, I'd been with CAA since 2006 when I was still a busboy. Anyway, so uh, there was no like... That was why. So uh, the the, the five, uh, this this Jesse Thorne has a five year old son, calls him uh, a girl daughter. You know, moral outrage that I was saying don't put hor- don't use hormone blockers even if you're gonna uh, just mess up the kid's brain. Kid's not a girl; it's a boy. So let's get into it. Okay, let's talk about Will Smith. So the reason I wanted I to do this episode is because. Um, people think that everything's so vague, right? They're like, well, it's still tweets. They might be joking. No, they're not joking. This is the biggest movie star debatably in the world, Will Smith. And, uh, this is an interview. And for those of you that have had experience with uh, sexual assault or known people that have been abused as kids or dealt with, um, you know, people dealing with it. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of experience in this, uh, this area, and I, I know a lot of you as well do. We're just going to break down exactly what is happening in this interview with uh, his son, Jaden. And Will Smith's a, a sexual deviant, well-known, uh, bisexual. Uh, his wife's also bisexual, allegedly. And I'm only saying allegedly because I don't want to be sued, but has you know huge orgies at their houses and just real like freaky people. You know, blew a lot of guys had sex with a lot of guys to uh, get movie roles, allegedly, but for sure, but allegedly, how, how, whatever game you guys want to play. But uh, it's what he does to his son. So I, and, and, and uh, I'll get to Ellen DeGeneres' role, Ellen DeGenerate, in a second. And watch how the reporting on this is so nothing. Watch this lady. Okay. So how do I play this? A recent interview. Still promoting their film After Earth, the father-son duo appeared on Thailand's The Woody Show and during the interview... Okay, watch the body language. His son is very young in this, but old enough to have, like, like I'll kiss my son on the lips and he's two and a half and I'm already starting to only go cheek. Not that it's, you can still do that as a father, uh, you know, up until a certain age, whatever. But I'm starting to be like, he's enough as a, of a little dude where it's like, dad, dad, cheek, cheek on the, uh, kiss on the cheek. But I don't judge that. But like 12, 13, 14, weird. It's, it's weird. Especially when they're like really, really trying to get you to stop. Uh, so all of his son's body language and look at Will Smith's face. It's all like uh, crazy plastic surgery to out. He's uh, terrified of aging. And his son is just not into this at all. Papa Smith planted a wet one right on Jaden's lips. Watch this. Watch the body language. He's like, no, 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 no. Look at that. That's, that's, that's sexual assault, guys. That's straight up sexual assault. That's not cute. That's his son. That's a young boy. That's, on, that's in front of millions of people. That's embarrassing. That's humiliating. That's a kid going through puberty. I, that's weird as shit. So watch this. Jayden jumped up and ran from his overly affectionate dad. Affectionate? That's not affection, guys. And by the way, the kiss lasted way longer. Bud and, uh, told me 
during our sit down about After Earth that Will embarrasses him like that all the time. Did he try and like kiss you and stuff? I saw you guys on Ellen and you were like yeah, alive. Happens all the time. It happens all the time. The abuse happens all the time. And guys, that's that's bad. Watch this on Ellen. Watch this. I mean, maybe. Let's look. Let's take a peek. Uh, Let's take a peek. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's known for just kissing his son, like, like hard and long in public, when his son is like begging him to stop as he's going through puberty. Ellen, yeah. You know, I love him, Ellen. I love him. <laughs> look at that. He's saying no. He's pushing him away. That's sexual assault, guys. That's sexual assault. Look at that. Look at that. He's on national television going through puberty. My, I, my dad used to embarrass me with jokes. Like he'd tell like jokes really loudly in public and I'd be like, oh, dad. Will Smith is like raping his kid here. And this isn't hyperbole. For those of you out there that are like, oh, oh, Big Bear, you're being a little prude. No, I'm not, dude. That's sexual assault. That's what that is. And anybody who's worked with kids that have like been through this or known people that have been through this, it's... It's humiliating. And watch Ellen. Watch Ellen laughing. Look at that. And wait till I show you another video that'll prove that this isn't fun and games for Will Smith. It's about dominance. Watch. Look at Ellen just laughing. She just witnessed the sexual assault of a boy, and she finds that funny. You know, it's, it's um, I think, we, I mean, you know, when you have kids, and you, you love them, and you're proud of them. You just want to kiss them in their mouth sometimes. It happens quite a bit, yeah. You, you should be grateful that you have a dad like no, that that I'm, loves you like I'm that. I'm really happy that I have such a loving father, you know what I mean? But there's a time and place for everything to happen. <laughs> you should be grateful that your dad sexually assaults you. Alright, watch this, guys. Wait till you see... Okay. This... Um... Okay, watch this. We all know... Oh, I, already, I already played that one. This is what happens when someone tries to do it to Will Smith. Watch his reaction. Let's see if it's about love. Watch this. He hits him in the mouth. You see that? It's not about love. Kissing isn't about love for Will Smith. It's about sexual dominance. It's, he's a rapist. He raped his son on Ellen. That's sexual assault. This guy is trying to play him by his own rules, his own game, right? Uh, Saul Alinsky, rule number four, make your enemies uh, play by their own rules, their own standards. So his standard is, if you love someone, you, you rape kiss them. So watch his reaction when this guy does it to him. Right? See, there's any more. Uh, young Burris is, a, is for sure an alien, so we're trying to find him out here tonight. Th th this film is... That's the funniest part, is this video isn't even highlighting that. It was probably trying to make him look cool. Now let's look at old Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith now wears dresses. See the connection with the transgenderism that's happening in the world? When you sexually dominate your, your sons, uh, they, a lot... I think that there is uh, people that are just born gay, but I think there's a decent amount of people that are gay from sexual abuse or uh, trans from sexual abuse. When you're dominated by your father like that publicly and just you beg for him to stop and you say this happens all the time and Ellen's like, you should be grateful. You know, there's nowhere to turn. So then you, you take this role of girl. And so now he is 
wearing dresses because he's been emasculated publicly by his father that um, people tell him he should be grateful for. And that's just, that's what they do in public, guys. Like when you see this this wave of all these kids out there that are all weirdos and, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're they're living at home and and they're like uh uh super emasculated and bitchy and kind of sociopathic and all a lot of it comes from rape a lot of it comes from sexual abuse and there's all kinds of abuse it doesn't have to be this like Harvey Weinstein esque like type of rape it's like that what Will Smith did is insane and then if you look up Tom Hanks. You look up a lot of these guys. Tom Hanks was on Jimmy Kimmel doing a, a sketch about uh, toddlers and tiaras where they have this six-year-old girl saying, like, I'm so sexy. And he's like, you're so sexy. And she's like, I'm so sexy. And, and people are like, it's a joke. It's like, that's a six-year-old. That's a six-year-old girl. Like, you can't do these. Like, you can do a joke about anything. I get it. But that's a real human being. That's a, a non-sexual child. Six, you have no sexuality. There's no sexuality at six. So like when you're getting these little girls to to be in your sketches and publicly show just like that you're sexy, I get that there's an element. When I first heard about this uh, happening, my first instinct was great. They're mocking toddlers and tiaras. Good. That's the role of comedy. Comedy is to... um, to point out just awful things in life, you know, and toddlers and tiaras is, is like, it sexualizes children. And so I'm like, good, good for Tom Hanks and Jimmy Kimmel. And then you watch it and, uh, and you're like, what is happening here? They're actually like, it would have been funny if Hanks was the toddler and tiara, you know, and Hanks is being sexualized and he's like, I just want to go to school, you know, but no, they got a six year old girl to play the role of his daughter and then they got her to like dance sexy. These people don't know. Like that's a real kid. Kids don't understand acting. They just want to uh, impress their parents. That's why so many child actors end up so messed up because they're like, what will make daddy happy? What will make mommy stop crying? You know? And so they, they attempt to make their parents happy and they don't really understand what's happening. And then before they know it, their, their mind is crazy. Just watch, dude, I'm going to play this again. Watch Will Smith. You can't. You can't deny that this is rape, man. Hang on. For some reason, I went all the way down. And I am passionate about this because my, my, my family's like the best thing in my life. And it's like once that happened to me, I, I became extremely protective because I'd never had a kid. So I didn't know like, I don't know, man. And like, I, was this always happening, man? Because it was like there was a time in L.A. where I thought it was a blast. Were these people always this messed up? Because this was a while ago. Just watch him in Thailand with this weird um, androgynous guy interviewing him, being like, oh, so you kiss your son? No way. That's awesome. The funniest thing is me doing this about someone from Thailand would be wildly offensive to the Hollywood crowd, but not... Raping your kid on camera. Like, do people not get how awful this is for a child? It's one thing, like, I get teasing, like, like teasing or like embarrassing your kid to try and like get him over anxieties. Not a, not a father, son, open mouth rape kiss. And during the interview, Papa Smith planted a wet one right on Jaden's lips. 
Jayden jumped up and ran from his overly affectionate dad. Affectionate. But told me during our sit down about After Earth that Will embarrasses him like that all the time. I'm sure he fucking does. Man, that kid's messed up. And it's like, that's what happens with, uh, with pedophiles. That's why they go after uh, weak and vulnerable. There's no one more vulnerable than your own kid. That's why I'm trying to do the best job I can as being a father. Um, you know, I, moving out of LA had everything to do with having a son and, and just being like eyes open to his safety, you know, because, um, stepdads, I remember when I was a kid, when I was nine, my friend, um, he was having a sleepover and he was telling me about rubbing your wiener makes it feel like it's, it sneezes. And my family was extremely not sexualizing like my parents were awesome with that shit like I had no idea what the hell this kid was talking about and he said he learned it at his stepdad's and I didn't realize how creepy that is until like I got older I had no idea what he was talking about I was nine I was an innocent nine-year-old kid you know and then there was issues with my um at, at my school and also in my area a few of the catholic churches around me had had issues with it um but that kid's now in jail and it's like, I knew another kid that, that was routinely assaulted by uh, a family member and he's gay. And people can say, oh, that, that's dangerous talk. It's like being gay is, is you're born that way and all that. I think that there's an element of that. But I think there's a lot of kids, these trans kids and a lot of these like gay kids, they were just emasculated by uh, a predator. And so they started fitting the role of girl and not boy. And that's real, dude. That's real. It's real. It's that subjugated, uh, um, it's the male tyranny, like, like the, the actual toxic masculinity is that forcing, um, touching to show dominance, like what dogs do and cats do and ducks do. Like ducks only rape, you know, their whole dick is designed for rape. So, so same with cats, but humans have to be above that, you know, like, uh, playing hard, joking with each other. Um, fun fighting, you know, being aggressive, uh, with things like going after things you, uh, have a lot of passion for ambition. None of those things are toxic masculinity. That's good masculinity, you know, being protective of women, you know, paying for dinner, holding the door, you know, wanting, um, to be a good dad and working hard and putting a roof over someone's head and to allow your wife to breastfeed and be a good woman. That's, that's good. Toxic masculinity is what Will Smith is doing there. Because what it does is you create these these forced gender roles where the, where now the boy is is the female rape victim, you know. And Genghis Khan did this when he was taking over most of the world. He would just rape and rape and rape. There's a book out called uh, "Sex and War" about the role of rape in war. And again, you cannot make the argument that that Will Smith is simply just this wacky daddy who likes to kiss everybody, because when it happened to him. We saw what happened. You know, if you want to watch it again, I think it's worth another watch. Watch what happens when someone tries to play fun and games with him. Oh my God, a dream. Here comes the affection. He had, to, he had to then dominate him. He had to say, and I get that. I get that. I would, I would do the same thing as he did there, but I would also not mouth kiss my son as he... Beg me to stop on national television. 
All right, so that's my little spiel on that. Again, my new PragerU video is coming out tomorrow. I'm doing, um, I'm in studio with Michael Knowles on Friday. I'm calling in to um, uh, Andrew Clavin's show tomorrow, or Tuesday. I'm doing uh, Dennis Prager's show on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I'm, my Molyneux interview should come out soon. He's in Australia, so I don't know. I think they're just scheduling them and just rolling them out. But um, a lot of good stuff's happening. And I wanted to talk about uh, my garden and also my plans for buying a full-blown bear cave. Oh, we have 1,300 people watching. That's pretty insane. So when I make fun of uh, Pat Oswald, just know that these people are weirdos. Like his wife died in very mysterious circumstances and he married under in under a year uh and he always jokes about pedophilia and he's a little dude with fat fingers and he's the most judgmental piece of shit around you know i i want to spend a whole day just analyzing his most recent netflix special it's a steaming pile of shit when you lose your sense of humor it means that you're uh a lot of times that means that you're living a lie i've seen that happen in my life with people where they don't see funny anymore they don't see what's funny and uh, it's because they're, that's the price you pay for living a lie. And man, I've walked out with where I moved, by the way, because yesterday uh, I made a new best friend, one of my neighbors, this awesome dude. He has his own bar at his, at his house. It's like a legit bar. He said we can shoot sketches there anytime. He's like 6'4", 300-pound trucker, covered in tats, wicked smart, uh, protective as shit, four kids, uh, hilarious. So he, he, uh, brings me moonshine. That's the only thing that's got me off my carnivore, no carbs diet is, uh, his moonshine. So we had a blast over there. Amy got to hang and, um, cause everyone's got babies and the, just my neighborhood is, is just ridiculously cool. We got a, a former cop next door with the coolest wife ever who always like brings us like food and stuff. And it's just smiles. And, uh, we have a sheep farmer and just two other families. Oh, and the sheep farmers' families are around, still with like other houses. And it's like a dead end with like everyone's armed and very communal and awesome. And so it's one of those neighborhoods where I can let my kid in the future just run and play and find friends, you know? And that's just such a blessing. It's insane. But here's the thing. Um, as you know, I'm, I'll be in LA this coming up weekend for the Prager stuff. And uh, so the weekend after, uh, Artling Hartling's coming back up to shoot more sketches. And I'm writing a bunch right now. He, we're going to start doing some great green screen work. We got a great graphics guy that's on board. And uh, I'm writing uh, Whiteface, Blackface, and a, and a bunch more uh, vegan bow hunter and, and more leftist fitness instructor and just a bunch of great stuff. And so, um, but a lot of you guys want to do stuff. And here's the, here's the thing. I can't have a lot of people to my house that my wife doesn't know. Cause this is, cause my, I'm like a dog in a way. Like I'm a lab, like a black lab, you know, where when I was shooting my special in Saranac Lake, I literally let like 12 bears sleep in my home that I'd never met. I was like, welcome. They're like, should we pay you? I'm like, no. I'm like, mi casa, su casa. I like what is mine is yours. I'm like, and, and Amy is like, you sure? And, but she just rolls with me, you know? And I'm like big time. And so we're also getting death threats and stuff, but I was like, these are the good ones. Like one or two of those bears ended up being like wicked psychopaths. So, um, and now that I'm, you know, I do out some people and, uh, 
and I'm always taking shots at uh, at some pretty elite human beings. Get some threats. You know, you never know who a lot of people are. The 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 depths that people will go to deceive me for like money or or to be close to me. And now that we have two children under three, Amy has asked me, and I re- totally respect it because I'm I'm king of the land. I'm king of my work. Uh, she's queen of the house and queen of uh, uh, raising our kids. So we do jurisdictions. That's 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 a great advice for you guys, by the way, uh, who who are in relationships and want them to last. If you if like you gotta set it up almost like it's uh like different precincts coming to a crime scene where it's like, this is our case, Skagnetti. And it's like, yeah, right. We're FBI. And it's like, damn it. FBI's got jurisdiction. Set up your home like that. Because Amy and I are both alpha and beta for different things. So you set up what she is allowed to be in control of and what she's allowed to give me orders for. And then I set up what I'm in control of and what I'm allowed to give her orders for. And that way... We have a very uh, clear, defined power structure because if not, you just start resenting each other or, you know, it can just go south. If she's just always giving me orders or I'm always giving her orders, it's just not the way to work, work it. So when it comes to home cleanliness, it's all her. Whatever she says goes. When it comes to my ability to do my job or work or thinking, like if I'm like, Baby, I'm, I, I got to get this. I got to write this down. Like she's just like zip because I'm like, I have to have jurisdiction over my own um, skill set, my own art, my own job. Um, when it comes to play, I have uh, jurisdiction with Walter. When it comes to safety, she has jurisdiction over Walter, you know, stuff like that. So when it comes to finances, she has ju- jurisdiction over paying the bills and keeping things in order and stuff like that. The big moves is me. You know, if I want to buy a place or buy a stock or sell a stock or buy this or buy, that's all me. No, there's no, that's, that's it. Because she, at this point, trusts me because I made some good moves. So this is the plan. Why am I telling you all this? Because I can't have people here that we don't know. And that's, I would love to, but a woman with uh, two kids under three where she'll be alone a lot of times when I'm on the road and, uh, you know, we have a giant dog and ridiculously good neighbors and a gun. I need to get more guns, by the way, but and a security system and all that stuff. But at the same time, I get it. She, she, after the experience we had with a couple of those bears, they're no longer bears, bad bears, very bad bears. Um, I got to respect that. So my plan is I, I'm looking now. I'm pretty out of cash, though, but I had a good month for selling uh, specials. That, that check just came in, but it's not like buying real estate money. But long term, I'm looking to uh, buy some sort of like warehouse space, anything, literally even a grain silo I was looking at. But I want to get an area where we can shoot specials long term, like something I own that's pretty cheap that me and Artling and Nimmer and, and Coddington and all these people can like design and set up shows, sketches. You know, um, I can have it open to you guys if you guys want to work there. Just, I want the communal bear space bad, you know, but it can't be my house. So that's my long-term goal. Uh, as you, as for those of you that have been tuning into these streams for a while, it'll seem like I don't follow through on stuff. And then you realize I follow through on literally everything. Uh, sometimes it just takes longer than other times. I just, 
I put forward the thought. I start talking about it. People start forgetting about it. Then it happens. It's happened every time. Like uh, three specials in a year. I did produce someone else's special. We are creating a comedy network. We did create a bear app. We do have Unbearable News Network. Um, I did finish that tour. Um, the book is almost done. It's almost ready to send to an editor. Uh, like the draft that I want. I rewrote a lot of it now that I don't have to be in a publishing situation. And now I'm starting to work on the gardening aspect that I've been talking about. So yesterday I planted, and, and this is what I want you guys' advice for, because I, I, you guys turned me on to this dude. Um, I can't remember the name of the thing. It's like Return to Eden or something. He does YouTube videos, very Christian guy, all about um, uh, homestead farming. Very interesting stuff. There's a lot of really cool stuff that you guys have uh, talked to me about. Um, you know, like Water Bear gave me a raspberry bush. You know, you guys, a lot of you guys are really tuned in to uh, growing your own food. Because I think a lot of us realize that between the Fed and just the corruption of the government and the devaluation of the dollar and terrorism and the border situation, there could be a time when the grid shuts down or there's a, a government failure of some sort. And I'm not picturing a uh, bomb shelter situation. I don't think there's, we have threats of nukes or an invading army. I think it could just the luxuries we have could just kind of go away. And I think banking could kind of like a sun pulse can like shut down electricity. And if we're this reliant on electricity, it's just good. And it may not happen for hundreds of years. Who knows? It will eventually happen. It happen. Entropy. It's going to happen. Nation. Why nations fail. Great book. Read it. But uh, uh, you can't beat people, communities. That's why I'm so lucky where we live because we're, we have a community and then you think food, water, stuff like that. And that's how you survive. And that's how not only do you survive, you can potentially flourish we're with like eggs and all that stuff. So I got, um, three fig trees, three apple trees, a peach tree, an almond tree, uh, tons of grapes, grape, uh, bushes. Uh, what else did I get? So I'm starting with just that. And then I'm going to get into raspberries. I'm going to get into, uh, I already have tons of blackberries. Uh, the coop's coming soon. I'm going to get 10 to 15 laying chickens, which means they produce an egg a day. Uh, maybe a rooster. A lot of roosters around here, though. I don't think we need another rooster. And they're real uh, rapey. They're real Will Smith in there. Like, they'll just rape and, and bang and peck and, and fuck and get, try and get sucked. Uh, I, I once had to, well, me and my brother had to chop the heads off of four roosters once because uh, the chicks were mislabeled and uh, he ended up with four roosters. So that's a, that's like a, a grooming gang in England. That's a Islamic rape party in there. So we had to get rid of those guys. All right, let me read. Uh, so that's what I'm working on. I need any help you guys want to tell me. So in the comments, what should I grow? I want to make my own booze eventually. Big Bear Beer. Or uh, mead. We have a lot of bees in the area naturally already, which is a really good sign. That's why I'm trying to keep a, a whole field just for uh, wildflowers. I have a sports field for when my kids are out of diapers. I have a ravine. There's bears down there. We, there's been uh, sightings recently of uh, uh, a mother bear and her cubs because there's, uh, that's where salmon spawn is uh, right in the ravine that I own a big chunk of, which is pretty sweet. 
and there's good hunting there. So, and rainwater, we're going to get this big rainwater thing. And we have it pumped. We have our own uh, reservoir, me and uh, the cop. We share one. He's awesome. I got to hang with him more. So that's pretty much the deal. And no, I will not grow soybeans. Where do I live? I live in the state of Washington. I live in the countryside of Washington, west of the mountains. There's a, there's a big mountain range that divides eastern Washington and western Washington. Some of my favorite people live in eastern Washington, by the way. I performed out there and got to meet some awesome people in the Richland area. They grow all kinds of crops out there, but they're legit. And there's some beautiful ranges out there. But then it gets kind of like, um, it gets dry and uh, sparsely populated. And my wife's whole family lives within 20 miles of us. I don't care if people know I like a 40-mile diameter of where I live. I just don't want people to know my house. Uh, that's it. And there's, uh, we're pretty close to the Puget Sound, which has awesome crabs in it. Salmon, but the natives get to fucking just net fish all of it. It's pretty annoying. It's really annoying. But I have five and a half acres, which is the perfect amount, I think. Because you, you got to understand, I was raised with no land. I was raised in a house valued right now at $60,000. 60, 60, K. That's what it's worth now. So small working class house with no yard. We had like a little yard that my mom made the most of. She'd grow kale and spinach and raspberries and pumpkins and cucumbers and peas. And all. like my mom's just like Japanese with that or Ch- Chinese when it comes to that, like rice farming. You know, they like take these little areas and make it awesome. That's why I think they have higher spatial IQs because the person who could do the best with the smallest amount of land, uh, bread. So... And in LA, I never owned a house. It's too expensive. So um, I'm debating selling my condo in LA and buying like a theater or something or one of these warehouse spaces, but it would produce no income. That's the thing. So uh, reckless artist Bear Owen wants to just not hesitate and do that, but father of two. And as soon as Amy's recovered, we're going to start hammering for three. You know, we want to have like, we'll be happy with two if that's the way it goes, but we're shooting for four or five kids, guys. Like I'm, I'm in this thing. So is Amy. First question Amy asked when she got out of surgery was, uh, will I be able to have more kids? And they were like, absolutely. Your uterus looks very healthy. So, uh, you know, I need to have uh, money, earn money because of that responsibility, but at the same time. A bear's got to be a bear, man. So that's the next thing that I'm, uh, I'm shooting for. Because money will rot your soul. It'll rot you from the inside out if you don't uh, have plans for it. Like, I love working hard, making money. I'm, I'm planning a September tour. Uh, it's going to be called Free Bear. That might be too close to Free Beer. But I want to uh, write a closer around the song Free Bird about uh, bears. But... Uh, if you just make money for only making money, it'll rot you. If you make money because you have dreams, it's awesome. It's like a steak for your muscles. So I recommend that as well as uh, a 38-year-old non-soy-eating man, father of two, uh, who's seen a lot of shit in this world. That's definitely something I know is true, that money is not evil. It's not. The pursuit of money is not evil. Being rich is not evil. What's evil 
is wanting it just so others don't have it or hoarding it because it makes you feel like you're better than other people or buying possessions for status and not joy, that will rot you. Money is not evil. The love of money itself is evil. And it, and you, and, and uh, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, I mean, Tolkien was a genius. So being around the ring long enough makes you, you know, uh, golem. And golem's an old uh, Hebrew term. That's a, like a golem. So uh, that's, that's my little spiel. I'm going to read some of these super chats. And for those of you uh, that think it's now going to become boring as I read other people's stuff, my favorite part is I, whenever I re-listen to my podcast and stuff, um, which is sometimes hard because sometimes my own voice annoys me, but I want to always make them better, sound better, be more precise, uh, all that stuff. The interactions with you guys are my favorite part and the song stuff. And, uh, or if I can stay on a topic well for like a historical topic or like the beginning of this, I'll enjoy that because I stay focused for a while. But just know that some of the best stuff happens when I read Super Chats and PayPals because you guys, because trolls never spend a dollar ever. It's the best um, weeding mechanism is Super Chats and PayPals. They don't, like, no one is going to PayPal me anything to say anything, like, uh, horrifically mean and ignorant and trolly. Because trolls are uh, are usually broke, and they're fucking, they just won't do that. So that's, that's my favorite thing, is uh, you're always kind of weeding it out uh, losers. All right. Love the show, Big B. Oh, and by the way, your PayPals will now be going towards uh, the potential bear cave. Love the show, Big Bear. I'm starting college soon, studying history. Any thoughts on how uh, can I deal with all the loony leftists and Marxist professors? Well, I need to know what your major is, Tom, because I may say don't go to school. Don't get a liberal arts degree. If you're going to uh, spend money on college, become an engineer, become uh, going to STEM uh, government schools are going to go bankrupt. That, that, that's not a good, uh, uh, path in life. Go to trade school, you know, or start a business. It, it's, it's, there's a major, major shift right now in education. And I'm, uh, me and several other people, including like Candace Owens and some of her people that she's working with, uh, Dan Carlin, a lot of these guys are ahead of the curve where education is about to have a giant reset. Because it's a Ponzi now. There was a time when college was uh, really good and smart. But it's, that's over. It's went up thousands of percent in, um, in costs. And it's now devalued exponentially. Your degree doesn't mean shit anymore. So to deal with Marxist professors, don't be around them. So don't go to school. But if, you, if for whatever reason you have to go to school or if it is a smart move, I don't know your story. Uh Argue with them. I'm done with this whole like hide in the shadows and get your A. No, call them out. Call them out publicly. I remember I had a women's studies professor. I only took one of those classes. It was for like a, a credit. And we're all supposed to show a movie and talk about it. And of course I show Fight Club. And she cried. And she did this whole like pretending to be offended thing. And she was weeping. And afterwards she was like... <sighs> I don't even know what to say. And I'm like, that's a mind-blowing insight into the gender issues of America right now. Does anyone want to talk about that? 
God, she's gone. She's fucking, who knows what happened to her? I'm a legend. Like when I do that, uh, my school, like I had professors apologize to me for giving me C's. Like I, I had a communication professor. She was awesome. But she was like, ah, sorry about the C. And I'm like, it's cool. I got a C in public speech. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck you guys. Don't, don't comply. Don't, don't sit there and fucking take that from these people because the, seeking their approval in the form of an A, you don't want an A from a bad person. That means that you're being approved by a fucking awful person. Guys, the reason I fight so much for American freedom is because it's awesome and so rare. You don't need to go to college. You can start a business with a fucking PayPal link. Like, Anything you want, go door to door. Dude, my brother started a, bi- uh, a tree business without any business skills at all. Like, we don't know shit about business. Me and my brother are like, we're raised by like intellectuals. So, except for our uncles who were both set in reality, but they were still in the Midwest. But uh, just door to door. You need that tree done? My brother would just be like, he'd just start talking to people. He'd be like, and he's always kind. He's naturally a kind person. So like in a non-manipulative way, like a real way, because people write textbooks now about the way my brother naturally acts, but like he'll remember their birthday and send them something or he'll make them a bowl out of the tree they cut down or some shit. So they're like loyal for life. My brother's prices were always way under everybody's. Uh, He's hilarious to talk to. So he did that with a truck, a truck and a chainsaw. And then he bought another chainsaw and then he bought another chainsaw and then he got a blower and then he got a better rake and you know, then he could hire a couple of people, you know, that that's, that's the American dream. There's countries, most of the world, you can't do that because of regulations and because of huge taxes or an inability to have a free market or any of this stuff. None of that's, you can't do any of that. So there's a reason I'm fighting for this. I'm fighting because my message, our message, a lot of people fighting for this is for people like us. The liberal elites want regulations so that you can't start a business. When you have to pay 2000 bucks to be a fucking hair braider in Compton, who does that hurt? Not Ellen, a single black mom. So she sits at home, collects government checks from the, the white male fucking uh, cattle. Uh, that's why they hate white males so much, the, the government liberal types, because White men in America pay 80% of all the taxes, 80, 80%. We're like what? 26, 27% of the population, including children and the elderly. So you think that people would, would, uh, react with kindness for your kindness, but they don't. I learned that with the bad bears with uh, letting people stay in my home that I didn't know. Some people are still are going to be friends of mine for life. Like Coddington bear. I never met the dude. I let him stay at my house. You know, Bayonet Bob, these guys, like these guys, because of that trust and because of just that, let's do, let's do some fun shit in life, friends for life. But you're always going to have some that resent you for it. You know, the evil, evil people in the world, if you give them money, they hate you for it. It's the weirdest phenomenon in the world. And it's made it so I have strict rules when I give people money now. It's, it's always like, um, between 50 and 200 bucks. Basically, like, I'll buy your groceries. I'll pay that bill that, that will get you uh, evicted. But that's it. Other than that, you'll resent me for it. It's the same with taxes. If you just give people money and not skills or pride, they'll hate you for it. They will hate you for it. Because they're like, 
because you're now a cuck or, or they're now cucked. They're now, um, you know, like Will Smith's son wearing a dress because his dad rapes him on television. Like the insecurity that people feel when you give them money for nothing is, in, is immense unless they have the skills and the drive to see that it isn't pity. Like when I give someone 200 bucks when they're in a bad spot, just for asking me if they're just polite, their story makes sense, I verify they're real people. Um, what am I talking about? I just lost my train of thought. Oh, sometimes they, 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 that means the world to them and they're all about it. They're like, dude, that got me out of a hole. I'm now good. Some of them, I'll check in on them a year later, crushing. Like one dude was like married, about to have a kid, job. You know, because we've all been there. I've been in debt. I've been at zero. Zero is fucking hard to get out of. Zero is so much harder than a hundred bucks. Zero is like a black hole. You know why they call it a black hole? It's because the escape velocity is, is, is bigger than the speed of light. Escape velocity is how much uh, acceleration, not speed, acceleration, because that has to be exponential. You need to get out of uh, the gravity of a planet. So let's say, I have no idea what Earth is, but 10 meters per second squared, right? So if you go 11 meters per second squared, you can, you can get away from the Earth's gravity field. Since um, I believe the moon is a sixth of the gravity of Earth, it would probably be like, I don't know, two meters per second squared can get you off the moon. A black hole, 186,000 miles a second is the speed of light. That is not enough to get out of a black hole. So the thing about black holes is when you're in a black hole, the amount of effort and luck and drive and help you need is so much more than the moon. So like you can make twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year and have a, a, a happy, purposeful, great life. If you're making zero, you're fucked. Uh, the difference between zero and working, they call it working poor. I call that nonsense. Some of the happiest people I know live in fucking double wide trailers. I swear to God. There's a ton of scumbags in trailer parks. I get it. There's also some really cool people that live in double wides. Single trailer is a little tight. Nice double wide. Um, you know, you own one car. It's kind of shitty, but you know how to fix it. You, you keep most of your junk and you work out in the yard. You have a big extended family that helps each other. You're no, like you're, there's a huge chance you're happier and you have more purpose in your life than someone making $300,000 a year, uh, cut off from their family, cut off from community in some fucking cul-de-sac where they, they, they spend all their money on, on uh, objects that give them more status in life. And they're so empty that they just take to Twitter and try and get rid of people like me. Zero is brutal. And that's why I try to give, I do give, try. I give, like sometimes it's more to the point where I have to fucking chickadee check myself. 10% of what I make to people that need it. That way I can ethically... Um, fight socialism because I have to establish my own um, social protections with people I know or else the government has a better argument. It's kind of like abortion. I am all about, uh, I will probably end up adopting a kid at some point because if you're going to tell women that they have to have the kid, you got to step up. And that's why I know a lot of Christians have adopted children because you can't just say you're fucked to people. You have to give them another out. So if you're really against abortion, you got to be like, how can we help with adoption? 
Just like if you're really against uh, socialism, you have to be like, if someone's in need, I'll fucking buy their groceries. And that's my little spiel. All right. So I hope that answers. See what I mean about super chats? These just spawn fun convos. Uh, you're hilarious, man. So much respect for you. Oh, thanks, bud. Did you see that woman said that her dad sold her at 13 to have sex with Tom Hanks? Yeah, but see, this is the thing. And there's been people that people send me. They're like, have him on your show. He says, blah, blah. I'm not even going with accusations. That's why I keep showing you guys my interaction with Jesse Thorne, people defending Jesse Thorne over me with the five-year-old with the hormone blockers. I'm showing you Will Smith on TV. I'm showing you James Gunn's tweets. I'm showing you Tom Hanks's on TV because I'm not even going to go down the road of vetting who this girl is and, and whether or not she's lying. People have lied about me. People have lied about everybody. You know, the Me Too movement, at first, I was all about because Hollywood is riddled with rapists and pedophiles and horror. So at first, I was like, this is awesome. And then I saw it became a weapon to take down powerful men and anyone could accuse anyone of anything. And then a mob comes and your Duke will cross all over again. So I saw that i I, it means nothing to me if I don't know who the girl is. I'm just showing you guys what they do in public. Like when Will Smith says, I love kissing my son on the mouth. And Ellen says, you should be lucky that he does this to you as you squirm and say no. And then he starts wearing dresses and he's clearly fucking insane. Like, all right, will you be going on Theo Vaughn's podcast anytime soon? I've been texting with Theo. He's going to be in Minnesota when I'm in L.A. Um, I texted Sam Tripoli. He didn't text me back, though. I'm like, I want to go on tinfoil hat. I want to talk about, you know, why you think that my use of words is problematic and you don't agree with it. No, no, no response. Bert Kreischer and me were going to do a podcast, um, but he, uh, where's he going to be? He's going to be in Houston. Also, Check out these guys' shows, Minneapolis, Houston. Burke Kreischer and Theo Vaughn are two of the funniest fucking dudes, even if they've thrown some jabs at the Big Bear. Uh, I always say, dude, I'll be on your pod. Let's talk it out. I could make up with Sam Tripoli on that pod. I don't even hate the guy. I like the guy. I still like Sam Tripoli. I just think when someone says shit like, you know, I, I can't condone what Owen Benjamin says, it's like, all right, say it to my face and we'll have a conversation about it. If not, use a bitch. Um, but I'm so pumped to be doing Clavin and Knowles. I like uh, doing those type of shows because they're just so, no offense to the triplies of the world, but you know, a guy like Clavin is so well-read and so knowledgeable and so experienced and so rational that it's just heavenly talking to these people. You know, when you, when you reference a book, they know the book. You know, no, again, no offense to the uh, triplies of the world, but like, I mean, I'm just not, it's, it's, it's okay, but it's not as fun being with people that are like, dude, you got to watch this Vine video. All the truth is in it. It's like, you haven't read enough. You haven't traveled enough. You haven't lived enough. These people couldn't even explain what socialism is and they're for it. It's crazy. Theo Vaughn's funny as fuck, man. That's why, even though he talked a little shit, we had a great conversation about it. Because uh, I was coming at him pretty hard on uh, texting with him. And then we like broed out and I was like, hey man, sorry for being so aggro early on. He was like, buddy, I would have done the same fucking thing, bro. I'm like, you would have too. Good, good for you, Theo. Theo keeps uh, masculinity in comedy. 
Kreischer's awesome. Kreischer can cuck out sometimes, though. If he's like got a feminist on his show or something, he's like, yeah, the C word is really bad. Let me show you my little talk with uh, Kreischer about the C word last time I did a show. I think I still may have the video loaded. I may not have taken down the video because I just love it so much. It's just so funny. Like, he's trying to pull the fucking cuck move of like, the C word is so bad. And I'm like, what? Here we go. Um, my wife said uh, cunt is the, um, the N word for women. And I said, no, you're wrong. Slut is. I go, because when the N word dehumanizes someone, that's why that, that no one wants to. That it's, that's why I won't say it because I, I don't want anyone to ever feel dehumanized. Um, I, I do. Uh, <laughs> I do, though. Some people are, are acting inhuman, and I want them to know it. <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> I heard an argument for that going, yeah, when I'm really mad, I want them to feel the worst they've ever felt. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't I use that why word? Would I, why wouldn't I use all my assets? <laughs> why would I hold back? It's like if someone's attacking me and I have a gun, why would I punch them? I would shoot them in the head. Fucking kill shot. <laughs> Dehumanize. Jesus. You know, don't act like a goddamn cunt. <laughs> if you don't want to be fucking dehumanized. Jesus. All right. So, by the way, see how much weight I've lost since then? Carnivore diet. Man, I was a fat fuck in that video. Anyway, you see what I mean about Kreischer? Rogan has the same thing sometimes where he's saying he'll never say a word and it dehumanizes. In eight seconds, he's dying laughing and agreeing with me. That's why some of these dudes uh, don't always want me on their podcast because they know I'm not going to play that fucking game. Where they're like, I mean, I would never say it. It's like, what? Cunt. Uh, I love Bert. I love Rogan. But that's, and, and, and I get it. It actually makes for good interviews because they can have a variety of people on and they can show a lot of people to the world, which is cool. You know, I get why they do it. They dance, you know, they dance with people. But like, that was like in 20 seconds, he went from this high ground, like holier than thou, like, I, I would never say it because it's dehumanizing. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? And within 10 seconds, he's like, totally. Like, you're so right. And I'm like, yeah. And that's why sometimes they don't get back to me about, uh, about being on their podcasts. All right, let me read some more of these. Society's run by pedophiles, and this is just getting society to accept it. The LGBTQ uh, demanded societal acceptance, and we suspect pedophilia, and they promised it wouldn't happen. They lied. Oh, they lied. Uh, let me play you guys a quick clip called Trans People Ruined Everything by a big bear named Owen. Let me, uh, let me get this fired up. I've been saying this shit. The, the, the thing about the truth, and I'm no prophet, I'm no, uh, I'm no uh, agent of God. I try to live in a godly way, but I'm not um, divine. But when you, when you say something that's true, it lasts and it never goes away. It just sits there and people have to just see it. You know, like the Russian hack joke I did. They, that was two years ago and it still just sits there and nothing's changed since then. No matter how many CNN fucking things they do, they can't fuck with it. So check out my bit. I'm going to grab some more water. But this makes sense for the stream. I hope you guys are having fun. There's a lot of people watching. And uh, the beauty of the bears, talk to each other. You know, there's always going to be trolls, but I've grown a lot more accustomed to trolls. I'm almost like uh, one of those Cape Buffalo in in Africa where the flies, they're just like, fuck you, flies. At first, I'd be like, flies, there's flies. Now I'm just like, 
and flies. You know, now I'm almost getting used to the flies to the point where I'm like, oh, there's flies. That means that there's some, uh, there's some edible shit around here. I take it as a compliment when I see trolls because I'm like, oh, these flies are trying to fucking spawn on the big bear. All right, so this bit is called Trans People Ruined Everything. It's about the normalization of nonsense. And uh, yeah, the pedophile shit is too far. And, and, and people have to take a stand. People have to take a stand, man. I'm not saying violence, but I'm saying you can't watch these people's movies. You can't support them in any way. Anytime you have the opportunity to say this person's a pedophile, because we're still in a point when we universally know pedophilia is bad. I fear in 10 years, we won't have that. So please, for the love of God and everything holy and the future of our children, uh, call out pedophiles now. Because there will be a time when you'll be called pedophobic. I swear to God, it will happen. These people are a lot smarter than you think. Like, they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. All right, here we go. Um... I don't get why gay people get so much shit. Like, why everyone's, like, so into them these days. Because they have it way easier. I mean, they're called gay for a reason. Oh, by the way, this is in New York City, so this crowd is, like, half wicked liberal. I still fucking get them. They understand. You know? Imagine how great that is. You're a dude. You want to fuck dudes. You're like, should we split a gym membership, start a real estate empire, and suck each other until we're dead? And they're like, yeah, great, gay, gay, smile, smile. Straight people are just always like, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. And the girl's like, he's such an asshole. We should just be called sads. Are you gay or sad? I'm a sad. Some of the lesbians are like, Subaru, knickknacking, Sarah McLaughlin? And I get that there's been homophobia over the years, but we kind of beat that. I, I was always wondering uh, when they're going to give that rainbow back. <laughs> that is a big take. The rainbow? Think about all the activist groups. They all settled on one color. You know, environmentalists. They're, they probably all at this big meeting, the environmentalists, were like, hey, you know, we've been thinking the color of trees, photosynthesis, grass. Can we have green? Would that be too much? And they're like, I mean, that's a big ask. It is a whole color. And they're like, ah, I'm sorry about that. They're like, you know what? Green it is. You guys get green. Green it is. And the vets, you know, military, they're like, yeah, I mean, I can't even go to 4th of July because those fireworks trigger my PTSD, which is pretty ironic, but <laughs> I'm glad you guys get to enjoy all that. But, uh, you know, we also want a color. Can we grab yellow? And they're like, of course. You know, thank you for your service tonight. Do you see that a little quieter? I kind of freak out a little bit. Like, Some women are like, can we grab this like kind of magenta-ish, pinkish thing for breast cancer? Is that too much to ask? I mean, it's kind of a feminine color, but it kind of sticks in your mind because so there's a little tint to it. And they're like, yeah, of course. Breast cancer affects a lot of Americans. Go ahead and take that. And then, and then the gays are like, we want all the motherfucking colors. Thanks, buddy. They're like, red, yellow, green, blue, give me all that motherfucking colors. And they're like, gays, come on, guys. Everyone just gets one color in total. They're like, Will Taylor, Ellen DeGeneres. We'll get you guys all fucking blackball and shit. Give us all the colors. We want a leprechaun to feel like he's chasing a gay bar. Because it's not like people didn't already have the rainbow. I mean, Noah's Ark. Anyone read that shit? 
a leprechaun? I'm gonna follow the leprechaun, I'm gonna follow the rainbow. Everyone's like, all right, gay guys. Like, it didn't used to be that way. Every time it's sunny and raining, it's gay. This is who I feel bad for, because you got the LBGT, right? Is there, there's more every day, I know. But I'll tell you when it happens. It all started with the L's. And the L's are great. No one has, no one has a problem with the L's. Like, some of the L's were like, L's. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, L's. Great. You guys are really cool. You're great dinner guests. You know? Because they love knickknacking. Like, they always have interesting magnets. You know, it's like a Sylvia Plath poem on a mug. Like they're good people, you know, in general. There's some asshole L's, but in general. Uh, who wants to go? Uh, cheer, cheers to you guys. Thanks for coming out tonight. Yeah, that was, that was warm. That's like the shit that they used to, to disinfect the Civil War surgical tools. That's all right. All right, the Big Bear needed his honey. All right. So the L's... And then uh, the G's came in. And the G's are cool, but they, they're male. So they're a little more aggressive, but they're, they're a blast. You know, They're like, hey, we're the G's. And the L's are like, hey, G's. What are you guys up to? They're like, you know, we're facing some discrimination. Why don't we team up? You guys have the Subarus. We got, like, raves. And uh, we're pretty ripped. And we're fun. We're hilarious. Uh, so let's do that. You know, we're a little unpredictable. We might have a code problem, but... Uh, let's all team up. And the L's are going great. And at this point, everything's going great. And then the bees came in. The bees threw people for a loop because you never really know if you can go camping with them, but they're cool. Like, you know, they're like, we'll bang anybody. They're like, anybody? They're like, anybody. And at that point, everything's going good. And then everything changed with the T's. The T's came in, right? And they're like, hey, we're the T's. And they're like, hey, what's going on with you guys? They're like, nothing matters anymore. <laughs> I gotta figure out how to end this joke. <laughs> All right, so the T's come in. And uh, they're like, yeah, we're being discriminated against. And everyone's like, oh, we'll, we'll protect you, T's. And they're like, yeah, so let's all chop our cocks off. <laughs> and everyone's like, hey, whoa, man. What's going on with you? They're like, no, I'm gonna chop on my cock and now gender doesn't even exist. Nothing matters. A four-year-old can be a T. Everyone's like, dude, can we kick out the T? They're like, no, he's already brought the Q's, the A's, and the I's. And they're like, we're gonna burn this bitch down. And you go all the way back to the L's and they're like, we should have just knitted sweaters. <laughs> oh fuck, that might be a fucking great joke, guys. I started writing that yesterday. Yeah, and by the way, that crowd wasn't a bear crowd. Those weren't people, like half the crowd. That's the thing about comedy clubs that I actually like is the struggle. That was uh, Levity Live near New York City, and half the crowd at least were like legit liberals. And by the end, it got an uh, applause break, and that was the first time I ever tried it on stage, and I was improving the very end there because I didn't know how to finish it. So we're still good, but it's being pushed nonstop. Like, like the, the average person still knows it's evil, uh, no matter what Hollywood tries to do. And, and, but it, it's, it's not for long. And, and I, you got to stand up to this shit. So 
I stood up to it and I lost tons of money and friends and respect and all this stuff. But guess what? I'm free and I figured out a way to, to keep my career going and now I can do whatever. I'm looking to buy a fucking grain silo to like start some sort of like comedy thing in it. You know what I'm saying? So if anybody knows uh, anyone in Washington State, the whole state, I'm wide open. Even Northern Oregon. doesn't have to be right next to me. Maybe even Idaho. But uh, of just like a warehouse or a, a giant barn or a fucking old movie theater or anything for sale. I don't have a lot of money and I can't get a loan right now because I'm tapped out. The Jews said enough. But... Uh, I can make some cash. I can always just like, I'll, I'll do a tour. I'll, uh, I'll sell some shit. I'll get some more merch or something. I'll figure something out. But I, so I can't afford anything nice, but, uh, if anyone knows anybody selling some shit, I want to buy uh, a, a place where we can make comedy and shoot specials and a place of our own, man. And we can, and I want it to be open to you guys. Where it's like, if you guys want to work on some shit, you know, you go to the bear cave. And even if there's bad bears, we have enough fucking great bears and some pretty militant bears where uh, I don't have any uh, uh, concerns with security. I just want to create a comedy channel or a comedy world or an artist world that doesn't have to eat soy and fuck kids. (laughs) All right. Society's all right. I read that one. Oh, dude, Paul Joseph Watson did a great video on uh, pedophiles running a lot of shit. They do because it's the ultimate evil. I was talking to my wife about that today, about how it's. Uh, and of course, I'm not condoning what I'm about to say, but uh, because of society and because of just general creepiness. But I think it's so much worse when you find out someone was with or attracted to a 10-year-old than a 14-year-old. For me, it's like prepubescent and postpubescent. I think 18 is too young. Like, I, like even when I was single in my late 20s and I'd be doing colleges, I would be like, these are kids, man. Like, especially emotionally. Just There's no attractiveness to someone who, who isn't, doesn't feel good in her body or um, needs to learn more or is like real insecure because it, it, women... Um, they pair bond a lot more than we want to admit when they have uh, sex with men. So if someone is at all insecure in their life or um, awkward or going through uh, growth, having sex with them is a pretty, uh, pretty lame move, you know? But for so much of human existence, this is why I'm like not too judgy on like Elvis and people like that, you know? Marrying someone that was like 15. Because for most of human existence, you died at like 40, you know, as a grandfather. Uh, especially agrarian societies. You, you got married really young. Like right now in a lot of parts of the world, you, you know, a, a, an 18-year-old guy will marry a 14-year-old girl. Uh, and that's, I find that a little young, personally, like very young. But at least they're capable of making life. Like, like once you're fertile, there's an argument. I say that should be absolutely illegal. Uh, I want the age of consent to be like 40. Nah, just kidding. That's a little too old. But nine, five, 
that's only evil. That's only pure evil. Because there's no biological argument to be attracted to a child because it can't make life. You can have a biological argument for uh, that one hockey player who uh, married Anna Kornikova when she was like 15 or some shit. Uh, Sergi, one of those Sergis. Because, you know, it seemed weird, but then you're like, well, that's like Russia, though, and she can have kids, you know? But a lot of these, like, power-hungry, hedonic treadmill people end up becoming very, very evil, and there's nothing more evil in the world than taking the innocence from a child or sexualizing a child is more evil than murder. Because murder, it's just... It's more honest. There's more like uh, integrity in it. And I think murder is horrifying. But the point I'm trying to make is uh, I don't see God a lot. I'll be straight up with you guys. Like I know people that see God everywhere. Everything's a blessing. Everything's a miracle. The only places I've ever seen God is, is in my children's eyes and laugh. And in their just trust of me. And occasionally in my wife. Like when she's looking at me with like pure love. You know, I'll see it in like flickers or like if a big group of people is like singing. It's rare. Um, and so God is in kids, like for sure. I, you see, they're not just good. Don't get me wrong. They're very selfish. But you understand why they're selfish because they're just they're, they're, they're born early because our brains are so huge that we can't do the full we should be in our mothers for like 14 months. We go out at nine because uh, our brains are so big. If we stay the whole time, women would die. So just these helpless milk zombies just trying to get nutrients and not die. Uh, so there's a selfishness to children, but it's not evil at all because it's not this like corrupted. Um, it's not like greed. It's like this survival selfishness. But there's also pure trust and pure love and pure hope. As corny as that sounds, you see it in kids. And so the ultimate evil is to destroy that and hurt that because that's where God is. And you can see it there. I don't see God that often. I'm just being straight up. Some people do. I wish I saw God more. I see it in kids and and I see the devil and people that want to hurt kids. It's as clear as fucking day. You know, I saw, I, I see the devil more than I see God. I'll tell you that because I think God's more relaxed. He's more like free. Uh... And don't get me wrong. I can't conceive of God. I believe in God. I can't three-dimensionally picture God or understand um, very much of it. I think so many people that are atheists would be, would believe in God if they understood how many religious people also can't stand the hypocrisy of many church going people. And also none of us think that he's a white guy sitting on a cloud fucking with our lives. Um, I think so many of these atheist straw man arguments that have been put forward by the, uh, uh, Ricky retardos of the world, like Sam Harris have damaged a lot more people than they've helped because they're, they're giving you this ridiculous view of, of, of religious people that were just these like Ricky retardos. <laughs> None of us think that we can just picture God in our head and he's just like a dude on a cloud. That's a ridiculous straw man argument. It's not even in a dimension we can really understand, but it's like your gut tells you it's real and you just have, that's the element of faith. That's why it's called faith. 
because we're not Ricky Retardos. We're not saying that I run a repeatable experiment in a lab and it turns out I can prove God. No, uh, that's why it's called faith because it's not provable, but you know it's real. And that's an honest statement. I have faith in God. That There's nothing irrational about that because faith is faith. Like we're not saying we can prove God in a lab. That would make us Ricky Retardos. And I just think a lot of atheists live as if there is God and there is Satan. They're very, very moral people. They just have seen, you know, like my buddy who um, his, uh, his grandmother gave all this money to a church and uh, at her funeral, he goes to shake the, the preacher's hand and say, you know, thank you for being there for my grandmother. And the guy didn't shake his hand because he's covered in tattoos and he looks like a wicked, scary biker. And, uh, and that's not God, guys. That, that's insane. That, fuck that guy. You know, that's not Christianity. And so many atheists have the same frustration as so many Christians. Like, we don't think that's Christianity. That's a greedy piece of shit. And the guy was like, my grandmother pretty much fucking paid. He didn't say this, but like paid for this shit. It's like, you can't shake my hand. He's like, I'm a, like, the guy's a father. He's a good man. He's just covered in tats. He's just a bad motherfucker, but in a cool way. And it's like, oh, you think you're, you're acting out Jesus Christ by not shaking the hand of a man just because of his tattoos? You may need to read the fucking Bible. Um, all right. No more uh, religious talk. Have you been following Isaac Cappy's recent exposure of pedophiles in Hollywood? He's named people as big as Tom Hanks. Yeah, I just don't know who Isaac Cappy is. And uh, I got to research. You know, I got to research. Kind of like when I was uh, saying Vox Day, I like the guy. I've listened to a few of his things. The guy makes some good points. He's a wicked uh, World War II history buff. Like, I spoke too soon about that guy because of uh, rumors I had heard that turned out to not be true. So, same with uh, Alex Jones. He never said that there was no Parkland victims. That's all a fucking lie. So, uh, I'm, I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and not comment on people until I really know more about them. So, I don't know shit about uh, Isaac Cappy. But Tom Hanks is uh, questionable. And I really like Colin Hanks. I used to think that Tom Hanks was definitely a good guy because I shot House Bunny with Colin and I got to hang out with Colin and he's a very well-spoken, nice person. And I was at a party once with Colin and uh, he's a father and a nice person. And uh, some girl was like singing, uh, fuck you and fuck you too. And he's like, and he looks at me and he's like, there's children here. And I remember being like, that's a moral guy out here. I think Colin Hanks is a moral dude because he was like, he wasn't being a dick either. He's just kind of like, come on, this is a, this is a family event. And, and this chick who I'm friends with, she's a cool chick, but she's like hammer, just fuck you and fuck you too. And so at that point, I, I, I was like, Tom Hanks must be a good guy because he raised this, this kid in such a fucking shitty environment to, and he's still a good guy. So, uh, but if you watch Tom Hanks and the Jimmy Kimmel shit where they took a six-year-old and had her talk about how sexy she is, Tom Hanks is a very questionable guy. Uh, that's, all I, that's all I'm going to comment on that. I try not to comment on things I don't know. Memphis Bear here. I think you missed my super chat from Friday about your thoughts on a matching tattoo with a brother. The tattoo would be a small 1776 on the forearm in constitutional cursive. That sounds amazing. Definitely do that. It's a great tattoo idea. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Bear Vodka. 
I like it. But I've I've looked into potato fermenting, and apparently there's like a there's a a lot of shit going on with it. Dude, I wrote a joke that Family Guy definitely did not steal from me because I've never done it on stage. But I'm I I want to know your thoughts about it. can I still do it on stage? My son is obsessed with the song Tequila. He calls it Tuta. You guys know this. So I've been trying to learn tequila, and I want to do this joke where it was, in, it was called a, a frat boy version of tequila, and it was just Jaeger. And Family Guy did it for vodka, and it was hysterical, but I don't want people to think I, uh, I stole the idea. It was just, they play the whole song, and Peter goes, vodka. And it's the Russian version of tequila, which is fucking hilarious. I was going to do Jaeger. Hmm. Hey, Owen, I'm 22 working on becoming a cop in my local city. You and Dr. Jordan B. Peterson are really encouraging to me. If you visit the Midwest, I'd love to go shooting with you. That sounds awesome, bud. Um, I'm glad more good people are still going to be cops. That's really good news because I was telling uh, my wife that as well. I'm like, all this cop shaming shit is going to do is going to make psychos want to become cops because cops are facing a lot of the same shit comedians are right now or they're not like allowed to do their jobs and the body cams are exonerating them. Like, all these fucking people are claiming that cops are doing this shit. Like, this head of the NAACP in this one town said a cop pulled him over and was calling him boy and saying he shouldn't drive this car. It was, it was in the Deep South. And the body cam revealed it was all a lie, and the cop was wicked nice to him. Larry Elder um, showed it on his show. Larry Elder's awesome. So it's good to hear that uh, more good people are becoming cops because I've had awesome interactions with cops, and I'm friends with a lot of cops. And of course, you have bad seeds, but it's typically the it's a, it's a lack of training. This whole Serpico thing is not real. It's like cops don't join the cops to be like, I'm going to get me some blacks. I've known a lot of cops. I've done charity events for cops. I grew up with people who became cops. That doesn't happen. It just doesn't. The cops that fuck up <clears throat> women. I'm just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look into the stats on that. It's fear. Read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, book, Blink. It's a fear response to a heightened um, um, pulse and adrenaline. And when you don't have the muscle memory that, that you know, boot camp gives you and training gives you, you see way too many threats and you shoot shit that you shouldn't shoot. And that's what it is. And I think this whole dismantling of uh, police, that's why I'll never be on board with Black Lives Matter. I don't give a fuck how much uh, Scott Adams tells me about his best friend, Hawk. What they've done with cops is so atrocious. And I know the purpose. It's this fucking borderless world agenda. Dude, it's real. I know I sound crazy when I say shit like that, but they're trying to make it so laws don't matter. I wonder why they're doing that. Bullshit. So anyway, God bless my friend. And I'd love to... St. Louis is definitely on my list for touring because so many people have asked me about St. Louis. My mom's from Wisconsin. My dad's from Illinois. So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely bang out some Midwest stuff. But I'm looking to tour in, in uh, September. So please comment on here what city I should go to. You got a lot of friends that'll go. Like how big of a venue I need to book. Because I've, um, I've been underbooking venues lately. Because I didn't want to go too big. But, yet, but they'd sell out. Uh, Eastern Washington didn't sell out though. But it, that was a great time anyway. But like... Uh, like, I'd, I'd book a theater for, like, 500 seats because, to me, that's pretty big. 500 tickets. I don't give away tickets either. And, uh, and it would sell out. So I, but I don't want to get, like, a 1,000-seater and not sell out or not be, like, mostly full because then 
you know, the acoustics are off. But uh, let me know uh, where I should play. Because I don't have an agent. I'm totally just winging this shit. Cabela's in your area, I think, Bellevue. I-5, exit 200. Decent size, good selection. Last time I was there, been a couple years. I'm, um, I actually have a spot in Bellevue I'll probably do again. There's this theater that, uh, if you want to see the show, I have it for free on YouTube. It's called Live in, Bel- Live in Bellevue. Because <laughs> I'm real creative with titles. And if you like that and want to buy one of my other specials, hugepianist.com. And I just got two of them on iTunes if you want to get them off iTunes. I don't know how that's working yet, though, but should work. But um, so Bellevue, I'm covered. Assuming they let me back. But they had a beautiful grand piano. It was a blast. Uncle Ted, I'm probably your biggest fan. Six foot nine. Have some Norwegian funny money. Sweet. Cheers. My, my son is a quarter Norwegian. And I know a lot of Europeans think it's weird that Americans are like that, but it's how we balance out um, respect to our heritage at the same time being American. It's an interesting thing. We have a lot of pride in being American culturally and historically, but we all come from all these different places relatively recently. So uh, yeah, my wife's half Norwegian. So uh, maybe we're related or some shit. Thanks, Zach. Um, who do I have to email to give you a sword? Oh, dude, I went to KelvinSwords.com and it doesn't exist. Maybe I typed in the wrong one, but I, after last time, I, um, I tried to follow up hard. Uh, yeah, but being American's an idea. That's why I'm not a white nationalist. Although I do understand where they're coming from now that we understand the left's agenda with immigration. Totally understand it, by the way. That's going to sound crazy to say. But when you realize that the whole lack of border thing in the southern border, the purpose is to get votes because, um, what is it, 91% of uh, new Hispanic immigrants vote Democrat. And in a democracy, majority rules, and the left has now weaponized that. So I get that. That being said, uh, I can't get on board that because of my worldview is always the individual. It's just how I think. But just be very wary of, of left's uh, immigration policies because they know what they're doing. We're not immigrating Southern South African farmers that are now like being corralled into little fucking camps. We're not immigrating uh, Venezuelans or uh, Cuban Cuban business owners in the eighties <laughs> because they don't vote for the left. Yeah, it's harder to become a, an American citizen if you come from Canada than if you just run across the border in the South. These people don't care about the fucking... You don't hear shit about the kids in cages anymore, and nothing's changed. These people are so full of shit. So I get I get white nationalism. I truly do. But it's not long-term effective because there's no fundamental principle guiding it. It's a response to leftist garbage. We need border security, yes. But being American is not about being white. It's about an idea. America is about an idea. It's about hard work. It's about free markets. It's about democracy. It's about um, uh, from many come one, pluribus, some shit. I can't remember. I'm, I'm horrible at Latin for some reason. Uh, out of many come one, all that. Like, that's real. Like, you believe in America, and it's awesome. And that's the beauty of America. I will not corrupt in my heart and my mind because of leftist agendas. Being American does not mean being white. I know 
some of the cuckiest leftist commie white people, and I know some of the best fucking Nigerians. That being said, can't overlook demographic voting trends when you're dealing with immigration problems. But just know that there are white nationalists out there that are not doing anything out of hate. It's because they fucking read the numbers. And short term, they're right. They're right. But long term, they're wrong because you can't base a society on that because then you just become another shit country. That America, when people, when people say, well, you know, Japan and Israel have ethnostates, it's like, A, not really. There's a ton of Arabs living in, in Israel. And also, I don't want to be Israel or Japan. Japan just runs, runs around giggling at their own genitals and they can't breed to save their life. They're like a bunch of fucking panda bears watching tentacle porn cartoon, whacking off in little boots. Yeah, that's what you want to be. They can't fuck to save their own race. Uh, and Israel is just constantly being like bombed and fucked with. It's like, no, America is awesome. And we just have to fight the policies where it's like, okay, we need strong border security because second, third generation Hispanics... Trust me, I opened for Julio Iglesias for a year. Most of his audience was conservative as fuck and Spanish as fuck. They'd be like, amen, like big mustaches, all that shit. Wicked conservative because they're like business owners. And they're the dudes that would like, you know, be gardeners and then now own a gardening fucking company because Julio ain't cheap. 150 a ticket, bruh. So it's not a race. It's a way of thinking, which is what makes America great. And we can't compromise what that is because the left is so fucking horrendous and racist. They're bringing in all these Mexicans because they know they'll vote for the left. And that's why they're like, it is racist to not let blacks vote without an ID and after they've been in prison for rape. Now, felons should lose the right to vote. And if you can't provide an ID, uh, you don't have the right to pick our ruler. If If you can't provide an ID for driving a car... And, and blacks vote left in general, but that's shifting, by the way. So just hold your horses on that one. Uh, and most of that is, uh, is because of single moms. And like, what, one-fifth of the black population even votes? Guys, I have a lot of faith in those guys. I think there's a shift. I think Larry Elder and fucking Thomas Sowell and, a lot, and Kanye um, have shifted a lot of a lot of this shit because you got to understand the black people in America have been fucked with does not begin to me- to describe the heritage issues they've had and it's not what you think it's Jim Crow uh, uh, the Great Society of Johnson and Kennedy the welfare state uh, and uh, enabling single mothers um, you know private prisons. Listen, I know a lot of you guys are uh, conservatives, but I, I'm against the drug war big time. You know, putting people in jail for a fucking dime bag while they have a kid at home. Yeah, that pretty much uh, destroys your, your culture. That's, that's pushed them left. There's a reason President Johnson said, we'll have these niggers voting uh, for Democrats for 200 years. Because it's not their race. It's, they've been so fucked with, right? It's just like uh, Will Smith's kid. Got him wearing dresses. It's emasculating as shit to be raised without a dad because your mom gets more uh, money from daddy government by having eight kids with eight different guys and dad's gone Um, because that didn't used to be the case. Between uh, World War II, after after, uh, 1940, 1941, up until the Johnson era uh, presidency, black people were continuously making more money, having stronger families, 
owning more land, owning more businesses. Their uh, divorce rate was lower than whites. Their um, uh, employment for teenagers was higher than whites. Work ethic through the fucking roof. Crushing. So in comes big government Democrats to take credit for it and then fuck up their whole life. The black fucking uh, success curve goes and then just plateaus to a steady decline. And they're trying to do it to white people too. They're trying to, because they don't care. They're racist as fuck, but they also just don't care. They'll, they'll fuck up any population and call them uh, deplorables. You know, they'll get, they'll get anybody addicted to that morphine drip, you know? So white nationalists out there, um, I judge you infinitely less than socialists because I know you're being reactionary, but just long term, that's not what makes America great. And you can't base a society on uh, race. It has to be merit that I'm so fucking American. It's laughable. Uh, and these are the things I have just immense pride in. It's, it's, uh, the best person should get the job. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, gay, straight, black, white, male, female. Uh, that's what I believe. And that is what makes America awesome. And we're always going to have, uh, prejudices and that's okay. Like I don't trust people with face tattoos, you know, change my mind, but prejudices keep you alive. So that's my little uh, spiel on that because I, I posted something, um, you know, mocking white identitarians talking about how life is hard enough just being a white Christian married father in America. Like we don't need you fucking people making us actually look racist and anti-Semitic. And I had some arguments with some of these guys and, um, their, their, their points were horrifically not thought out at all. It was pretty easy to just dismantle their arguments, but I, I got the feeling that they're not like bad people. They're just holding on. They're being very reactionary. And so that's why I wanted to talk about that a little bit. All right, let's keep going. So I want a sword, but your fucking email wasn't legit. Maybe, maybe I typed it wrong, but Calvin Swords or Calvin Sword or whatever, because someone else even asked me about your email and I, and, I, and I responded to a comment on YouTube. So uh, email me right now. Why didn't they laugh at gmail.com? I'll check it as soon as I'm done with this stream. And we'll go from there. Jennifer, you could uh, purchase a theater and rent it out for events like weddings and stuff like that. So it has income potential. Yeah, but as we all know, I suck at businesses. So I want something cheap enough where I don't have to become a fucking wedding planner. <laughs> I just want a uh, space. It, it, it might take years, guys, but I, I'll get it. Amy's uterus is awesome. Sending oysters make more. Oh, thanks, Zach. Oh, we're just going to keep making kids until I just fall. Uh, that's another reason we live here. Extended family. Like grand, grandpa came over today. Uh, grandma took uh, Walter to a pig roast yesterday where he kissed the pig. Great grandpa came over today to like talk to me about uh, lawnmowers. That's how you have four kids. These little nuclear families. It's a stress machine. I work from home. And my wife is a stay-at-home mom, and we have two kids under three and four dogs in a new house with no furniture. That's a fucking ticking time bomb for a marriage. Fortunately, we've worked through every problem imaginable, so we're good. But extended family makes it so much easier, you know? And just a good level of communication and trust. But it's not easy in those situations. You know, people get... Um, Especially when the fact we're not sleeping enough, like at all. My wife is getting two, three hours, four hours because uh, Charlie has to wake up every three hours and, and eat. Walter's been having some nightmares. So um, uh, I've, I've been sleeping with him. 
just for the adjustment of moving and all that shit, not being with mama. So uh, I've been getting under five a night. So, yeah. So you put that all together, you have a, a powder keg of mar- marital fighting that we're avoiding. But it's because of extended family. It's because of purpose. Like anytime I feel frustrated, I just start working on the lawn. I just start hacking away at bushes and shit with a fucking machete. Because when you're in motion, it's just like life becomes more um, visceral and you get to not overthink stupid shit. Brandon, honey equals mead or a honey liquor. I'll buy. I'll work for drinks. Bear brew. I got a mead guy already. He came to Bray. I forgot his name though. I don't remember what his phone number was. I have a bunch of phone numbers in my phone. I don't know who they are anymore. But uh, I got a mead guy. I just need him to contact me again. Because I got a lot of guys. So I fucking get, I drown in, in greatness sometimes. I, I don't know how to reach him. But I want him to make us mead. Young dude. Family guy. Ambitious little fucker. Great mead. A uh, lot, a lot. So happy for you and your family, Big Bear. Oh, thank you. Yeah, family's doing awesome. Jimmy's tractor. I'm but a poor troll. That's hilarious. Roy G. Bivens. By the way, do you guys know Roy G. Bivens is the guy? He's hilarious. He was from that one uh, It's Time video where uh, about it's time to give for the gays to give us back the rainbow. And, he was, and his name in it was Roy G. Bivens. <laughs> hilarious, dude. Oh, and I just emailed you my, my first Amazon t-shirt. It has to do with my starring role in the It's Time video. Check it out if you can. Much love, buddy. Roy G. Bivens, let me check it out right now, buddy. And maybe uh, Calvin Sword did the right thing and emailed me. I might do a long fucking uh, stream today. I don't care. I'm feeling it. Oh, Calvin Swords. Owen, let's get you an authentic, perfectly balanced sword. Call or text me, blah, blah. And we can discuss the design of the sword. How about you just tell me your fucking website again? All right, here we go. I'm going to put this up so people can buy it. Hang on, save image as. Someone had a great idea for a, uh, for a t-shirt. Proud pedophobe. Brandon, let's make him. So here's Roy G. Bivens. I don't know how you guys could get this. But let me put it up so you guys can see it. And that's the thing, man. It's like that video has gotten hundreds of thousands of views. So it's like people know Roy G. Bivens. All right. So this is, uh, this is his T-shirt. It's on Amazon. Take back the rainbow. Bring it back to uh, Noah. Because uh, that's when God showed the world the flood was over. And now it's to show that people want to suck and fuck in a little bar. So we kind of want the rainbow back at this point. So that's, uh, if you want that t-shirt, go to amazon.com and type in, uh, take back the rainbow. Apparently I don't know how to find it, but you know, Roy G. Bivens, classic Bivens, textbook Bivens. All right. Jada Pinkett Smith has a show where she said her grandmother taught her how to self pleasure at the age of nine. Who the F does that? Uh, someone who's a sexual predator. Cause it, listen, people that are molested shouldn't live in fear of shame because there's this stereotype that like if you're molested it's a cycle of violence and you do it it's only if you don't realize it's wrong like these people will internalize what happened to them they won't go through the proper healing and realizing it's wrong and uh 
and that the person who did it was wrong. It sounds so obvious to people that haven't been through this stuff, but like that allows you to be free again because that compulsion comes from being, being like, oh yeah, it was great. My grandmother taught me when I was nine. Uh, that lady's fucked up for life unless she realizes that that's wrong. You have to know right and wrong or else you, you will become shit. Plant scooper nog. Well, maintenance bears love them. I don't know what that is, but that sounds exciting. Carmelo. Hey, Big Bear. I think the far right can ident- be identified as a theocracy instead of Nazis. What do you think? Wishing you and your family all the best from Sydney, Australia. Hit the like button. Mellow Bear. Yeah, hit the like button. There's 1,200 people right now. We can really do some shit today. Um, I don't want to live in a theocracy. That's why I like America, because it's a separation of church and state. And that's why I like Christianity, because it separates church and state. I love, I would love it if everyone in America was, uh, Christian or Jewish or, I mean, I'd love that, but, uh, I don't, I don't need that at all because there's a separation of church and state. That's how I feel about that. A theocracy is not a good move. That's uh that's Islam shit, but, uh, we're not obviously not Nazis are left wing. Nazis are authoritarian, big state people. Scott. Uh, about working, please expound on Mike Rose talk with Birch Golder. I mean, Ben Shapiro. I just thought it was a great talk. I got to re-listen to it. I was just working and listened to it. And I just commented on, uh, on, uh, on their, on the video. Cause I'm trying to comment on videos now because I ask you guys to comment and I would be, uh, I would be trying to create a priest class of myself of no commenting if I didn't do it myself. So I commented on that video today that I just want, I want Mike Rowe to be my best friend because I just think he's awesome. But um, nothing really jumped out at me on that one. Just some good uh, birch gold. I just thought it sounded fun. I'll re-listen to it though. I need to stew on your Will Smith stuff. The kissing seems more PR than dominance. I don't know. So I'll take your point and think about it. Thanks, Alex. That's all I'm asking. On the surface, it doesn't seem that bad, but it is. When you see... Jaden's response. He's pushing his father away saying, no, no, no. He's a, um, he's a kid going through puberty. Let's watch it again. Fuck it. This, and then seeing Ellen and people like that say, uh, you should be lucky that you have this, this person as your father. And then seeing his reaction when someone tried to do it to him. And then to see Jaden end up becoming, you know, pretty trained out. All right. Which one's this? Where is the video? Where the fuck does the video go? Trans people ruined everything. It's so cr- hilarious that I named it that. That's such an aggressive fucking... Here we go. And I understand that you purposely try to embarrass Jaden as much as possible when what? you're there. I, I, I wouldn't see. Does it fit? I mean, maybe. Just look. Let's take a peek. Uh, Let's take a peek. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Would, yeah. You know, I love him, Ellen. I love him. <laughs> look at that. He's saying no. Dude, kissing on the mouth is fucking weird. If your son's like 14 and you're on national television and he's saying no. <laughs> He's, he's fighting off his fucking dad. That's weird as shit. And Ellen's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Bear in mind, Trump said something about his daughter jokingly, just like, and everyone's like, he wants to fuck his daughter. And Trump was actually joking, and he just said it verbally. Will Smith is trying to fuck his kid. Ha, 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 says Ellen. Oh, no. No, you know, it's, it's, um, 
I think we, I mean, you know, when you have kids and you, you love them and you're proud of them, you just want to kiss them in their mouth sometimes. It happens quite a bit, yeah. You, you should be grateful that you have a dad like no, that that I'm, loves you like I'm that. I'm really happy that I have such a loving father. Dude, it's, that, that's pedophile talk, guys. For those of you that don't know, and it's like when a man loves a, a boy very, very much, that's Nambla shit. All right, let's watch his reaction to someone trying to love him very, very much. Dude, fuck Will Smith, man. This is just getting me so pissed off. All right, here we go. What, what, let's see what happens when someone tries to love Will Smith very, very much. Hang on a second. This is someone trying to love Will Smith very, very, very much. The only intelligent creatures in the universe, especially since we're not... Oh, my God, a dream. How you love me? Hey, hey, hey. He said, what the hell is your problem, buddy? And smacked him in the face. And all that dude did was kiss him on the cheek. Imagine if he mouth raped him like he did his own son. He knows it's not affection. That's, that's sexual dominance. Yeah, and that getting pedo with it. We should nah, 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 nah. Getting pedo with it. And Will Smith is known... Dude, I got to say alleged for whatever reasons, but like he used to let big directors and producers like fuck him and blow him and stuff for parts back in the day. He's a notorious uh, bisexual uh, um, entrepreneur, allegedly. So's J- uh, Jada. All right. Would love to collaborate. Emailing Coddington. I've been sharing your vids on your Discord server. You can crash with us in SoCal. We have lots in common. I want to get you an interview. I don't know who you are, but that sounds awesome. I'll be, uh, I, I don't really stay at people's places that I don't know. You know, I like my kidneys, but you sound like a sweetheart. Yeah, hit up Coddington. Thanks for sharing my shit. I don't know how Discord works. I just know that it's easy to become like a weird, like Discords can go culty. <laughs> but you sound like a sweetheart. Alex, I would love hearing you on the TISM live stream they're raunchy but incredibly funny and fun it's bearing count dankula and the quartering i'm in that sounds awesome porch bear glad to have found this place i think you may be my new reality series has ben shapiro responded to you yet i'm friends with ben shapiro but no he hasn't said anything he's probably he'll probably be like yeah it's not your video like i don't have fucking banner wife syndrome like shapiro's a great dude but like you know I think that his take on James Gunn is ridiculous. But that's probably why, I don't know, he's cool. People on the right can talk shit. As long as it's not like Ben Shapiro's a Nazi or Ben Shapiro's fucking evil or any of that shit. We, like, criticizing someone's point is what the right's all about. It's what libertarians are all about, and cops, like all these people. Because it's like, hey man, you may not have seen it this way. And it's like, well, I still stick by my fucking birch gold, you know? Or not. Or they're like, thanks for the heads up, bro. Fucking Birch Gold. You know, I was, I've, I've argued with a lot of people off camera uh, about this very issue. That I'll just remain nameless because there's, because uh, they didn't publicly say it. You know, the fact it was Shapiro publicly was saying that, like, James Gunn, we can't uh, have the double standard. Ben Shapiro is not pro-pedophile, by the way. He's, I think Dave Smith has a similar take on it, too. And he's like one of my best bros. I text with him all the time. He's about to have a kid. He's become anti-abortion from having a pregnant fiance. So funny. Because he used to be like pro-choice all the way, libertarian for life. And now it's like once you see that heartbeat, I'm like, bitch, just wait. Just wait. 
you're going to start associating a little bit more with the Christian right. He's Jewish too, but one of the most moral, ethical people I fucking know alive is Dave Smith. Listen to his most recent podcast. He just annihilates. And uh, he disagrees with me on James uh, fucking gun. But this is the, the, the blind spot that the right has that people like me and Gavin McGinnis and uh, uh, who else? Uh, Clavin, people that have been in left wing media kind of have like, I don't know, they could be right. We'll see long term. I'm, I'm 99% sure they're not. But like, if, if you're, if they have this weaponized thing, and they're fucking creeps, by the way, I don't think Shapiro knows how de- depraved these people are. Also, um, Disney firing a movie director for children is not the same as a free speech issue. Like a lot of right-wing people are so terrified of losing any rights that they forget the basic human shit where it's like, if you're going to tweet about fucking a little kid or pissing on a little kid's head, Disney should fire you because it, like, it will hurt their business and their brand of being a children's movie house. And Disney has hired some pedophiles in the past, so they don't want to go down that road again. Uh, that is not a free speech issue. That's not a freedom issue. That's not becoming your enemy. At no point would I be for that. I'm not becoming my enemy. I'm not like becoming this joke prude. These people aren't joking, A. And B, they're not like a comic trying to joke and bombing. They're tweeting out support of pedophilia. Uh, so that's why we disagree. So no, I mean, Shapiro's a, a fucking solid dude. He's just wicked intense. He's like Doogie Hauser for, like, law shit. You know? I disagreed with his uh, take on Syria. I disagreed with his take on uh, uh, Tommy Robinson. And thankfully, he, he pulled that back. Like, Shapiro will uh, apologize for shit. He's like, you know, he's just fresh off a, a Bowen Branch commercial. He's like, oh, and by the way, uh, you know, Tommy Robinson is, is not a fucking Nazi. He's a good dude. So sorry about that. Birch Gold. So that's why, you know, people in my uh, group, in my kind of worldview, uh, in a respectful manner, kind of poke at each other's ideas because it's, it's not only not offensive to, to us, it's, it's welcomed. You know, challenging ideas is... Uh, and I do it more with people that are like on that on the, on the spear's edge of, uh, of thought of like, like, for example, Rogan is like one of my favorite people in the world, but I don't challenge a lot of his shit. Cause I don't know if he's just like wicked high or just being too agreeable with his fucking guests. Cause sometimes he'll say shit. I'm like, what? But it, that's just happens so often. And I think that he just does this like jujitsu, like spirit, like this, uh, what are those guys called? Uh, he's like more of like a, he's like a shaman in an interview. He's just like, I picture uh, Jamie just like rattling something and smoke coming somewhere. And But I know uh, dudes like Smith and uh, Shapiro are so based on Socratic methodology and arguments and uh, fundamental principles and being consistent and all that shit. So I feel a lot more comfortable uh, challenging their arguments than I do some other people that are more on the artist side and the more like wacky uh, fresh off a fucking mushroom trip in Thailand shit. Like to that, I'm not even on board. I'm just like, you do you, man. 
all good. But if someone's all about fundamental uh, principles, I'll, I'll just argue against it and feel like there's no bad will at all in that. Like me and Crowder have had wicked heated debates and it doesn't hurt the friendship. It's just fine. Uh, defend the right to arm bears. I don't know. If you've seen some bears, you don't want them armed. Eric, there's no prosthetic for an amputated spirit. Wow, what a profound statement. Whoa. Bear Cave sounds awesome. Here's a little for that big bear and keep shining a light on these Hollywood freaks. Dude, I'm John Wicking their ass. Someone, I, I, I love that someone said they never should have fucked with you. I'm like, in their defense, I called out the, the, the creepy kid shit first, but they should never have fucked with kids. But now I'll just keep on, I'll just keep flipping over rocks. And I, as, as erratic as I seem sometimes, I'm actually fairly patient with this shit. Like when I was making fun of Patton Oswald on Instagram today, like some people were finally coming around to me where they're like, dude, I've thought that you were kind of crazy this last six months. And, and I'm finally seeing what points you're making. And thank you for speaking truth to power. And I'm like, good. So it's working. It takes a while sometimes. It's like, I'm relentless, but I'm not just running around saying every rumor I hear. Cause then you don't have longevity. You know, I've heard Spielberg and all these guys are all fucking pedophiles. I have no, um, no real proof of that. The proof I have is watching these people on shows do this. I know celebrities that have told me things in, um, in private, like that they were, uh, molested by, you know, someone who was 15 and, and, uh, like this sports star, this one dude, he's harmless. He's not an assaulter, but it, just creepy shit like that where it's like, so now I've, sometimes I feel like like those, like those, that's the, the type of guy I like and just wrestling with that. And a lot of the people out there, you got to be a little damaged, myself included, by the way. I'm not, I'm not holier than thouing. Not, I have zero instincts with the kid shit. I'm talking about um, attention, need for attention. I'm just damaged enough where I, uh, you know, had the drive to go to Los Angeles and have eyes on me. And that comes from, um, from damage. You know, I, I was really good at public speech and music because of my training as a kid. So I had that skill set. So it wasn't like I had this dream to be famous, but that being said, there was nothing like that feeling of stepping out on stage and having 2,000 people be like, ah, or having the approval of the casting director and then approval of the director and then approval of the audience and then approval of MySpace and Facebook and approval, approval. But I wasn't even close to where these fucking people are. And I think that's one thing that always kept me a little on the outside is I wouldn't, like once I met Amy and once I, uh, we started getting real serious, the approval was like nothing. It's kind of like when you have dogs. I still love my dogs, but one, then you have kids and you're like, Did, is, there, is the dog dead? No? Good. Glad the dog isn't dead, but you, it's like, it's like, no, it's nothing compared to family shit, you know? Like my desire to be approved of by, um, and some of that came from my dad. My dad wanted to be an actor. Um, he wanted to be like a character actor, opera singer type. But took the safe route, had a family, you know, did the right thing. But in his mind, he was so he was so proud when when Adam Sandler put me in a movie or like, uh, you know, Hollywood Reporter would write me up. I was like top ten comics off Comedy Central's hot list in like '08, you know. And my dad would be like, he'd tell all his students that how great I was doing and all this shit. But um, uh, 
So part of that was kind of trying to make my dad proud, but that's that that doesn't last. Like once you start, when I started going more right wing, me and him would get in arguments, and he's like, you know, you can always walk these things back. You know, you don't want to lose this deal. And I'm like, you're fucking wrong, dude. And I love him. He did a great job raising us, and he's a a, a real man who who thick and thin stuck with it, raised us, allowed my mother to be a stay at home mom. Um, you know, never beat me, but, uh, always meant to do well, even in his mistakes, but I'm not going to try and live through, live out his dreams at all, or, uh, try and tow any type of, uh, political line. That's, that, that's why I, I believe in free will. It's like Scott Adams, who I have a lot of respect for, but he's almost like a peak into a, a, a good a good guy who's a liberal. Like he's almost he's called so right wing by the left, but he's a liberal. But he's fucking great to listen to. I listen to all his shit, but uh, I disagree with some of his fundamentals, you know. But he's a fucking smart dude. But uh, what the fuck was I just talking about? I had a great point to make about Scott Adams. I'm going to the chat, guys. What the fuck was I just talking about? Uh, what was I talking about? Does anyone know? He talks about utopia. Have to be you. I love my girls. Be you. Free will. Oh, free will. Free will. Thank you. Who said that? Wrigglypuff. All right, free will. I feel like um, most people on the left don't believe in free will if, if you hammer them. If you really hammer them down, they believe in determinism. They think that we're all chemical reactions. And Scott has a point that there is an element of determinism in life where people think they're coming to their own conclusions, but they're really just being fed shit and they're just responding. And some people who say, I've done my own research, all they're doing is reinforcing their own preconceived ideas. Here's where he's wrong. All determinism would point to me being a liberal. My dad's a liberal. My mom it's just on a different planet. For those of you that like, uh, in a great way, but my mom is just fire and brimstone, fucking Wisconsin winter, earth mother, fucking believes in God in her own way. She's Christian in her own way, but like just hates institutions, does not get told what to do. But um, so I'm a successful guy in Hollywood. I'm getting tons of money and attention from liberal elites. My dad is very proud of me for doing this. I consider myself a liberal. Um, everybody in my social circle is a liberal. And I, sw- I, I bailed. I switched. I got out. Where the fuck is the determinism there? That's free will shit. Leaving a political party is harder and less likely than leaving a religion. Guys, I took, and I'm not self-hating. I, I'm not um, a, a, a masochist. At all. You know, I probably have a little damage and, and I don't mind the humiliation of bombing jokes because I, I, it, it makes me ambitious and it drives me to figure out the right answer. Like, I don't mind getting hurt and falling and failing and all that shit. But I do not like Twitter swarms. I don't like shame. I don't like being called racist. I don't like being any of that shit. I took an unfathomable amount of uh, emotional pain. And I've had ridiculous physical pain. So I know I'm, what I'm saying is not this like precious boy pussy thing to say like, I hurt because of approval. It hurts so bad when you have like everyone talking shit behind your back, calling you fucking racist, Nazi, 
publicly in front of millions of people, things you take pride in on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere you turn, your own agent that you've had over to your house a thousand times, your manager whose first credit was your special, turn on you like that because of a Twitter situation. That's pain, dude, because our instincts say if we get kicked out of a social hierarchy, we die because historically that's what would happen. One of the reasons why uh, public speech is so terrifying to people is if you were talking in front of a giant amount of people, they were about to kill you. So the fact that I, I had the strength and that I did that and I broke away from the odds saying that that would never happen to me, the demographic fucking crank science odds, there's free will. That was my soul yearning for Amy and Walter and Charlie and our next son or our next daughter. Um, and that every single fucking thing in my life was encouraging me to not do that. Like that year I'd been on at midnight. Um, I've done Leno nine times. I've done Fallon. I've done Chelsea Handler. I've done, uh, I've had two comedy central specials. I've been in four Adam Sandler movies. I starred in a movie. I was on a sitcom for 33 episodes. Like I'm legit as fuck out there. And people being like, oh, Owen lost his mind. He was a loser, though. Nope, nope. The year that that happened to me, I had a $60,000 book deal with one of the most prestigious left-wing publishers there is. Guns, Germs, and Steel. Same publisher. 60 grand up front to write a a book called um, about me and Amy's life called um, um, The Good Fight. So all gone. All gone. A development deal with uh, True TV, all gone, all of it. And guess what? A lot of those executives are all gone now too because they wouldn't tow the party line. The left eats itself. So determinism is fucking bullshit. And I don't care what anybody says. There is elements to it. You know, like there is like a, a boulder rolling down a mountain. There's going to be momentum going in a direction. There's going to be, um, uh, what's it called when you reinforce your own, your own ideas, your preconceptions. Uh, you search for, what's that called, guys? Crazy smart chat room. I can't believe it's been over two hours and we still have 1,200 people. That's so fucking awesome. You guys are awesome. Share, like, all that shit, guys. Someone said circle jerking. No, it's, uh, it's where you, confirmation bias. 80 people just got that right. It's so funny how, how fucking high quality you guys are. Amy pointed that out to me like six months ago when, when, uh, Cause she's been with me for years, you know? So she's seen the, the fan quality shift. Cause it used to be like tons of women, just tons. Cause comedy's full of like literally Patton Oswald is like a, a handsome man in comedy. And, and in, in reality, he should live under a bridge asking people riddles. He's five foot and one. He has fat fingers. He's fat. Probably smells. I can be fat too. I'm not saying that, but anyway. You know, just the fact I, I would close with like a Coldplay song or I was just not atrocious looking. It would just be like stupid girls being like, oh my God, how big's your deck? <laughs> I swear to God. And, uh, and that all shifted. Now I get like very little of that. And it's like, because it, it, in women's uh, credit, to women's credit, I don't think very, I don't, that whole myth that women like married guys, yeah, fucking crazy psychos do kind of. Not really. Like the more I'm just like open family guy, um, 
I, I talk about morality and shit. I talk about freedom and all that. Women aren't as, as fucked up as you think when it comes to that. Like it isn't, they don't want to ruin good marriages really. They just don't. I, that's why I don't always trust when guys are like, yeah, man, I haven't let this girl on at all. She just calls me and sends me pictures of her tits all day long. I'm like, that doesn't happen to me really, man. I think that you might be feeding that fucking engine a little bit, huh? But my, the point I'm trying to make is um, Amy was like, man, your fans are all like fucking really good people and really smart now. I'm like, I know. It's crazy what honesty does. Not that I wasn't dishonest. I was just always going for the, the big kill. I was just going for the laugh. Just being a great entertainer. Uh, when you talk about real shit, you draw some of the highest quality people on the planet. They come from all backgrounds. All right. Owen, just noticed you're live. Have you spoken about Isaac Cappy? My next super chat is from another bear that can't super chat. I don't know Isaac Cappy, and I've learned my lesson from the past of not... Um, of not repeat like talking about people I don't know because I've, I've, I think I've been insulting to people unfairly, not crazy bad, but just misrepresenting people. So I need to look into that guy. Um, I do hours of listening to books and podcasts and reading and talking to people and stuff. So I try to be as up to date as I can about a lot of these things I talk about. And I just don't know about him yet. All right. I'm a writer and I think we need an alternative Hollywood. We should start a fundraiser to set up a bear studio. I currently have five scripts in progress. Let's beat them at their art Minuteman bear. I'm trying to do that now too. I, I don't, I, I try not to do fundraisers because everything's a fundraiser and I don't want um, to put a time thing on it. I, I just want to just keep working and uh, just start, just expand in like a, in like a healthy chill way. I don't want to uh, go too big, too fast because that's how you create rot, you know? That's what's happening to Facebook, Twitter, all this shit. It's like, you don't want to be that fucking, um, you, you don't want to go too big and be like, let's raise as much money as we can, go fund me, all this shit. It's like, no, I'd rather, I, my, my favorite is when people buy my specials, but I also like the Super Chats and the Patreons and stuff too, but I'm not just going to ask people straight up for money so I can buy something. It's, I know that a lot of people would do that too. That's why I try to, uh, I try to save people from that, that element because so many of my people are such good people that they'd be like, I swear to God, if I, if I asked a lot of you guys, you guys would give me like big chunks of cash to do whatever I was up to. That's why I don't do it because that's fucking, I would only do that if it's like crazy important or like something fucking crazy is going on and I'm doing fine. And these are just long-term goals that I just want to share with you guys. So I don't do fundraisers, but I think you're absolutely right. And that's what long-term I'm trying to do, but I'm only one guy. This is what would make me the most happy. And I think the most efficient is I'm trying to just use my platform to empower more people like unbearable news network. I haven't written one thing since that thing started. That's all you guys. And, um, I'm not like people are some, I'm not paying the writers, you know, I paid some people to help uh, run it a bit, like managerial stuff. But uh, I'm just trying to give you guys a place, like just like what Minuteman Bear is talking about, like an alternative to Hollywood where you can be funny as fuck and make stuff. But it's all you guys. I want you, Minuteman Bear, to, uh, to start shooting shorts or um, something that can be passed around. You know, like I'm impressed by what uh, Solid Gamer does. And he doesn't even get a lot of views and he still makes them, which is one of the coolest things ever. Cause you don't 
like my uh um how to be married and not get murdered was it like 2000 views for like a year and now it's like 1.2 million so i'm always impressed by people that aren't going for the short term uh, approval cuz that shit doesn't really work that way if you're going for that fucking uh big that big uh, million person viral video, you're going to be lying in it and, and you're going to be like shocking for no reason, clickbait, all that shit. It's a long, slow process, which doesn't sound sexy, but that's the move. So do what Clips Channel does. You know, Base Texans doing that shit. You know, we've had a couple of videos on there get 70,000 views, but most of them are around 1,000, 2,000. He, he does that all the time because, you know, he can make 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks ads and he's not even making minimum wage probably, but eventually he'll do, he'll, he can make more and more and he likes it, makes him happy. So that's the shit that long-term makes you win as a culture is, is just like, like if I was planting all these crops right now to make a profit where I'm like, I'm going to start selling grapes. No, you just got to do what you love. Like I have fucking, uh, four, Fig trees that probably won't make figs for like three years. That's read the book, rich dad, poor dad. There's a lot of good uh, advice in there about that shit, about how to set up cultures of profitability. You just can't go too big, too fast. So I'm not going to do a a GoFundMe to, so I can buy real estate. That just seems a little, um, a little, uh, selfish. If you want to support what we do, small super chats, small, uh, monthly donations, buy my specials, Come to my shows. Nothing that hurts. Nothing that's frantic. Nothing that's uh, spawned spawned by cortisol and fear. That's how we do it, you know? The NAACP guy tried to mess up that cop's life. It was the nicest cop I've ever seen. I'm glad he had the body cam. He should sue that guy for real. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. That guy, like, the guy was driving, like, an unlicensed car. And the cop was so nice. And I think he was out of Kentucky. So it's easy to paint them as some like white racist redneck and they're not. These are lies. I think I'm starting to think the entire concept of racism is this fucking commie weird thing. It's so weird because I don't see it. I just don't fucking see it. And I hang out with some bad motherfuckers and I, man, I've been swearing a lot, by the way. I've been swearing a lot. Dude, someone's name is Mohammed is a pedophile. That's hysterical. He was, by the way. That's one reason why the left digs uh, Islam, because they know that he'll keep a secret. Omaha, Nebraska, there's a lot of red blood here. I'm sure you could get 300 to 500 seats sold. Oh, yeah, I did the uh, Libertarian Convention there. I was hanging out with like Larry Sharp and those guys there. Uh, Omaha's awesome. My mom went to Creighton. She got her master's in theology. She was going to be a, a nun, but she lived in uh, Omaha. She loves Omaha. Escape velocity on Earth is 25,000 miles per hour. Uh, cunt. He called me a cunt. 9.8 meters per second is the acceleration of the surface. True, true that. Uh, well, I'm not a physicist, so the fact that I knew any of that shit is, is damn impressive, Olivia. My dad, Jimmy, said I could drive his tractor, dig that cave. You're the best. Thanks for that info, by the way. 25,000 miles an hour. There has to be an acceleration, though, doesn't there? Because maybe, I don't know. Because you have to, you have to, escape it because there's shit in the road. I guess it's directional maybe because we have like space junk going 25,000 miles an hour. That's always going to be in orbit until the orbit decays and finally falls to earth. 
Uh, so there has to be an acceleration, or it's just the, the direction. But I get what you're saying, because escape velocity of a black hole is 186,000 miles a second, which isn't an acceleration. That is a speed. So I think you're fucking right. See, I don't like to talk about things I don't know a ton about. Eric, Taft Theater in Cincy. My family would, uh, will put you up. Well, I'll probably be rolling with Nimmer and stuff, so I just uh, hotel up. The beauty of, uh, of uh, Guck, Guck gets me great deals at a certain brand of hotel, which is pretty great. CalvinSword.com, no S. Thanks, bud. I will order a sword today, and I'll pay for it too because I like to support small business. Uh, Homer, if you get a chance, check out the Instagram message I sent. We just went through a pretty tough family situation, and I shared your comedy with them and brought much-needed laughs. I will, Homer. Thanks, bud. And we got to hang. We got to grab beers. At, uh, Homer sent me that awesome family gift. Uh, my wife can't have the massage yet, though, because uh, she still has the, you know, she's still hurting bad from the, the C-section. And we tried hard to have a V-back, guys. I, our kid was born fucking in a pretty rough, rough way. So Homer hooked it up. He sent some really nice things. We got we to gotta do beers, Homer. Uh, thanks for doing oh and Instagram messages are not the best way to get in touch with me now because ever since I said it was a great way to get in touch with me it's now like wicked flooded uh, and and again that's the the double-edged sword of having wicked good-hearted smart fans is I run out of emotional ability of reading because it's like intense concept it, like beautiful family story great point that I have to think about hilarious meme it's not just like Good shit, dog. It's always these like really profound things. So after like eight, I wouldn't internalize any of it if I don't take a breather. And sometimes I'll have like a thousand. Uh, thanks for doing what you do. Wanted to ask your opinion of good, smart people who are Marxist because of compassion. Can I be verified as Mills Bear? At this point, there's no compassion in it. That's all done. It, there, there was an argument for that, especially like uh, when you're young and you don't know... Uh, and you don't know any better. Uh, it does seem compassionate, but as soon as you start paying taxes or read the Gulag Archipelago, after 1960, there's really no argument for it because every time it's been tried, it's been like the worst genocides in human history to the point where even if one in 10 ended the way Cambodia, Cuba, Russia, North Korea, Venezuela, like every time it's tried, it's horror. Even if that happened one in 10 times, still not worth it. So I don't think it's ever compassion. Marxists, um, they don't have compassion for the poor. They hate the rich. So either your compassionate friends are um, just have been living in a cave or all their friends are leftists and they've never heard another argument or they live in like a slave country, there's really no excuse. That's not compassion. It's weaponized empathy. Uh, and welcome, Mills Bear. When will Chris Pratt come out? Never. You can't. If you come out as, as non-leftist in Hollywood, you no longer work ever again. So never. He never will. Maybe when he's 50. Don't hold your breath on that one. He's a good dude, too. Hey, Big Bear, can you plug my Facebook page? Conservative Toronto. Ontario has had some big wins recently with Ford, but the soy is strong in Toronto. Trying to fight the culture here. Help. Yeah. Check out conservative Toronto because some of the uh, coolest people live in these soy uh, areas. 
And they're fighting it. Like Ontario voted the fuck out of the leftists. They were like, get the fuck out of here, leftists. So there's still hope for Canada because Canada has some of the coolest people on the planet, but it's drowning in soy. So check out that Facebook page. Jennifer, I'm a values nationalist with theonomously leaning monarchist for a unifying figurehead and highly libertarian local governance. Uh, that's, that's, that's hard to write on a ballot. My thing is, uh, can, you, can you explain it to a kid? Anything you can't explain to a kid, you may have to whittle down. Um, real intelligence. Jennifer's extremely intelligent, by the way. We, she writes in all the time. She, she posts on my Facebook. Awesome chick. This isn't saying anything about what you just said, by the way. It's also a critique of myself many times in my life. If you can't, like real intelligence is whittling something down so you can explain it to a child. An intelligent child. I'm not saying anyone because some people are so stupid, they won't understand certain concepts. But like a, like a 10-year-old with like a good processor speed, but very little knowledge, very simple. Uh, not the biggest vocabulary. You know, you got to be able to explain your idea to them or it doesn't have much value in, in life. You just talk about just, that's why uh, intelligence is being able to apply knowledge, 100%. That's why a lot of leftists are these intellectuals who fall in love with their own mind. And it's very masturbatory, you know? So many intellectuals are just in love with their own minds and they end up becoming this like hell in their own head. White nationalists have all their work ahead of them because once the country is all white, you still have to set policy. White is not sufficient. Not at all. And if people, and I was talking to a white nationalist about this, I go, and if you think there's unity amongst white people, Google World War I, Google World War II, and before you say anything about the Jews, Google 100 Years War, Google England and Ireland, Google like the Vikings, Google um, the, the Franco-Prussian War, Google History of France and Germany, Google the Habsburg Empire, Google Otto von Bismarck, you know, it's insane. Like there is no, <laughs> there's no white. That's why it's, a, it's an interesting thing that I try to explain well is uh, there's nothing wrong with being white. There's no shame in it. And you can have pride in your heritage and have pride in your country and not want open borders and all that shit. None of that is bad. But once you start saying like white pride, you sound like Ricky Ritardo because what is white? Like just take a, like you have to have fundamental principles that exist throughout time or time and space or else they're, they're, they don't matter. Like a joke has to be funny, like for throughout different times. That's why I'll bail on jokes if it's like topical. It's so funny how like, like here's a topical joke that wouldn't make any sense now. Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to build a wall between California and Mexico. Who does he think is going to build the wall? Mexicans. That joke is meaningless now because when you think of wall, you think of Trump, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then you realize that we've been lied to so much over the years that everyone keeps saying they're going to build a fucking wall. But no, we, we just helped Israel build a fucking wall. Which I'm fine with as long as we also deal with our own issues too. But yeah, there is no white. It's like saying there's black pride. Because white nationalists will give that argument to me too. And there's not a lot of these guys. And some of them are fucking good guys. But they're like, there's black pride. There's a black pride movement. I'm like, do you want to be like them? Don't you think they're Ricky Retardos? And by the way, watch an American black guy interact with a fresh off the boat Nigerian. 
who's even blacker than him, and then watch the Nigerian call him a nigger. It's pretty funny. There's no black pride. Nigerians, I keep referencing Nigerians, but I've known a decent amount of Nigerians. Pretty right-leaning. Like the ones that come to America, typically pretty high IQ compared to the sub-Saharan situation that they got going on over there. Um, They make more money on average than white people in America. Uh, Nigerian nationalists that come to America, pro-business. They're not in the fucking (laughs) Dr. Dre bubble, I'll tell you that. So, uh, and I I don't know about Kenyans and shit. I just know a, a good chunk of Nigerians. Did you miss my super chat? No, Carmelo, I read yours, I believe. Black rednecks and white liberals explains it very well. It's sad how so many people think gangster and abonics are the American black culture. It's not. They have a very similar culture to rednecks. That's why uh, Thomas Sowell wrote that brilliant book. That book has to be read. That's like the American cultural Bible. Like they, I, the fact that they don't teach, that, that we read like white fang in fucking school and not black redneck white liberal. It'll change your fucking life. There's a chance I could have ended up legit racist if I didn't know so much shit. Like I see the fallacies that lead people down certain ways of thinking that, man, Thomas Sowell, you just got to read these, this shit, you know, because the left fucks up so much when it comes to like everything is a social construct and all that, that you want to almost push back against that. But some of it is true. It's just not what they say. It's not like you're a boy because of social con, con, constructs. It's like, no, you're probably raped by, by Will Smith when you were a kid. Would you live in an Eastern country? Have you traveled to East, like China, Japan, India, et cetera? Never been to any of those places. Because they would think I was Godzilla, and then they would. Godzilla! Godzilla! I'm, dude, I'm almost 6'8". I'm 6'7 and a half, and I'm white. So I get off the plane in Japan... They'll just be like, ho, 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 I'm glad they don't have a strong army because they just start sending kamikazes and shit at me. They try and take me down. They'd be like, Godzilla! Godzilla here! Ho, 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 ho. And then I'd go to China and they'd be like, Confucius say, the rain fall. Godzilla! Confucius say, the father and the mother. Godzilla! I get along with Indians. Ex- uh, uh, not Aziz sorry, That guy's a piece of shit, though. But, uh, you know, some of my buddies are from India. They're fucking good guys. I met some dude on a plane that was from India. Software guy. Good dude. We became Instagram bros. Cowboy here. I finished my logging arch today. The design. I have a vid of it. I think it can really help Jason out. I can send the plans to Bear Phone. I got to just give you my number, Cowboy. I haven't turned on Bear Phone in four days. I finished my logging arch today. That design. I have a vid of it. I think it could really help Jason out. My brother? Oh, yeah. Send it. Send it to Why Didn't They Laugh at Gmail right now. I'll dial in. By the way, since I just said that, there's, I've already gotten like 60 emails, by the way. But if I do it in time, I'll be able to see it. Morning from Taz, Australia. So this mythical Australian tour, no one ever comes to my state on tour. We are where Hannah Gatsby is from. So we need comedy. I'd volunteer to be the local event manager. Well, right now, Lauren Southern and Stefan Molyneux are there. So check them out. And a little birdie told me I may be going there in October. 
Will tries to hook up with Sophia Robot Head. I have no idea what that means. We are breaking the conditioning. Ah, 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 from Noble Savage. Star Bear. My father is a great father, and he would joke around pretending to kiss me and my brother because it's embarrassing to us. Different category than pedo. Did he do it on national television? And did he also have bisexual orgies with your mom? Did you then start wearing a dress? And it's one thing, dude, I'm telling you, man, it's just, there's pretend kiss, I don't know, man, I'm just going to, I get, I I need more info, I'm not going to say anything, but it's one thing to like try and embarrass your son, because that's good to get kids over shit, you know, ones that like, say, say I love you to him, or like, rub his head, or like, cheek kisses, or what, dude, sorry, but mouth on mouth, kissing a 13 year old boy in front of a million people is fucking weird. Can I email you a sketch idea uh, uh, about what happens when you're smoking weed in Colorado at the Four Corners landmark? Watch your step. Yeah, why don't they, uh, unbearable comedy at Gmail. Delev organizes that shit. Because once we start really moving, if I do b- buy a bear cave somewhere, it just has to be fairly cheap. I wonder if I could make a theater in a in a grain silo. Uh, but yeah, once we start cranking, some of you guys have sent me shit like six months ago that I'll use, and I've never even written you back. We have them all filed. So just know that. If you haven't been written back or haven't shot something, it's not a rejection. We're just compiling for when we start cranking. Thoughts on Will Ferrell's TV joke Illuminati ritual? I did not see it, but I'll check it out. Get Ted Nugent on the show. Love the Nuge. Um, yeah, Nuge is sweet. I'm just not good at getting people on, on show. I just don't. I've never even done fucking Skype or anything on this computer. I got to have Artling show me. Big fan. Keep speaking your mind and telling the truth. Would love to work with you on your sketches. You could stream open mics in that theater if you buy one. Have the comics pay you for the exposure and help with their bits. I wouldn't have comics pay me to go up. But I would absolutely do live streams where we all help comics with bits. That would be awesome, dude. See, that would require having it in like um, more of an urban environment. We need a population for that. Because I'm looking, dude, because I don't have any money. You know, I have some, but not really. And I can't get a loan. The Jews said no more Big Bear. So uh, it's probably going to be in in a more rural town or uh, like even Tacoma is too expensive for me. Because I don't want to have to do events and shit to pay my bills there. It has to be just straight up fucking. But the beauty of it is I don't need it to be a theater. It can just be a warehouse because then I can slowly build it. But that's a great idea where we do open mics and we have all the bears because so many of you guys don't want to do comedy, but you have a good comedy bone in your body. So you would enjoy just um, helping people write and then seeing it grow. Man, for some of you guys that have just joined the Bears uh, in the past couple months, go way back and look at some of the old ones and then watch my specials. It's like some of those jokes were written by all of us. And you'll watch some of the songs I've done on Crowder or some of the bits I've done in my specials where we just sit here and write together. It's fucking magical. And then people take pride in it when they watch it. You know, they're like, dude, I was part of that writing session. Like, why does it have to be these overpaid fucking weirdos in Hollywood sitting in a little room with only like leftist, non-funny pedophile humor? Why can't it be us? Why can't it be now? 
I'm getting fired up. Hey, Owen, it's kelvinsword.com. Kelvin Sword. C-A-L-V-I-N-S-W-O-R-D.com. If anybody wants a sword, I'll go there after. I don't know what the hell I was doing wrong. PayPal.me slash feed the bear too. I can, I'll check those soon. An outcome consequence based universe requires some amount of determinism. Otherwise there is no morality. An outcome consequence based universe requires some amount of determinism. Otherwise there is no morality. I have to think about that. I think there is an element of determinism, but I don't know how there's no, if it was just a pure, oh, huh? That just blew my mind. I got to think that one over. I can't comment. A six in the real world is a 10 in comedy land. For sure, dude. I'm seen as handsome in the comedy world, and I know my limits. I got bitch hips, and, you know, I'm dece. I'm dece. But uh, in the comedy world, I'm, I'm just, I'm sultry. Because they're all a bunch of fucking troll, like, weird, just weirdos. I'm more interested in your brain. You have a good one, and they are hard to find. And thanks for the stimuli. Thanks, Community Bear. Take my money, says Jim. Thanks for the tip, my man. Please watch Natural Law Seminar by Mark... Pasio. Okay. I'll check that out. Natural law seminar. Send another email with a link. Show us. Uh, you're being a little aggressive there. Uh, let me, let me go to it. Someone just sent me the last Bernie bro poster. Someone make me a poster. Oh, this is sick, man. I like going to, uh, my email when I'm like, hang on a second. Let me download some shit for you guys. This is cool that I can just go into my email. Because, dude, send me art, guys. I suck at art. I got Artling and, and Kiwi and some people. But uh, art, I need. Sherry, you missed my super chat, but I see God in people like you just saying. Wow, that's, an, that's, that's a big compliment, but I'm not, I don't consider myself uh, divine uh, at all. I just, I'm good at explaining things. All right, calvinsword.com. I'm going to click on it right now. Custom, authentic, perfectly balanced swords and medieval weapons. Japanese blades. Ha, ha, ha. European blades. I don't know. Journey's not from fucking Europe. Why did I just do Journey? What's a European song? Uh... commercial Calvin sword you've got the sword I need I'm gonna circumcise myself with a Japanese sword I messed up I messed up I messed up and now I'm trans Calvinsword.com Calvinsword.com There's a Calvin who knows All his swords for his bros And he's making both Japan and European swords Alright buddy, you just got yourself a whole commercial for, for free I don't do commercials, by the way uh, I, I just work for you people I have a huge project due tomorrow Just watching you to calm down Because I, fucking, I fucked up my micro dos dosage Good. Good for you. Come to Michigan. I can hook you up with free pizza. Sold. Bro, when are you coming to Philly? No one from the right visits us. I did uh, Philly a year ago. It was awesome. I'll do Philly again. Philly's got some cool people. It's also got some wicked dickheads, though. Like, Philly's the place where uh, 
Hang on. I think I might have a bit on YouTube about Philadelphia, about like just couples fighting in public. Owen Benjamin Philly. I suck at like, uh, I have a whole show from Philly on YouTube. No way. I suck at um, uh, describing describing my videos. So it's really hard to like Google shit about me, I think. Huh. Vegan bow hunter. Live from Philly. Ninja Bear put it up too. Good for you, Ninja Bear. Thanks for mirroring my shit. I was kicked off YouTube for like three months. So thanks for the bears kicking in. And always, if you buy my specials or you like my shit, you can put it up if you want. I like to spread it around. Uh, and a lot of people buy it out of uh, just ethically. They want to just keep the, keep the train moving because they know I, I, I self-produced them. But spread it. Uh, what do we got here? Amy have a general or epidural? She had an epidural, but after like 10 hours. So she like had the, the pain of everything and then uh, uh, a C-section. I'd love to hear you on the show, The Fallen State with Jesse Lee Peterson. He grew up under Jim Crow, claims racism is a lie. I'd love to do that. That dude's awesome. I looked into him because I thought someone messed up his name on one of the streams, and I thought they were trying to say Jordan Peterson. And I watched some of his videos. That dude's awesome. Dude, a ton of black guys are calling bullshit these days. I think that whole demo is going to start shifting in, in uh, upcoming elections. It's the inner city that are addicted to big, uh, big government are the ones that will just continuously vote left. But there's a lot of waking up right now. A lot, uh, a lot of woke shit. Haven't seen you in a while, man. Love you. Do you have anything to comment on about Lauren Southern being kicked out of the Muslim part of town? Expected. Expected. I, she gets so much shit all the time, and she's so well-spoken, too. Like She makes her uh, position so clear. She doesn't even comment on, like, IQ shit. Stefan does, though. Like, she'll be like, I don't want to comment on that. And Melanie will be like, I will. Democracy Bear, how about celebrating the Unbearable's one-year birthday with a trip to Orlando? Whenever that is, I have no idea. November? I'm in. Dude, we'll fly into Lev. Uh, That'll be a blast. I just don't know anybody in uh, Florida. Because some people supported me back in the day. Don't think I ever forget this shit. And I know who did. I, I got all your emails. Um... I tried to crowdfund the ability to go to Tampa because I didn't have any money to uh, rent a theater. And so like a good amount of people bought tickets ahead of time. I haven't went to Tampa yet. When I do, I'll give you and your family and friends free tickets. I'll, I'll, I'll lose money on that show just to show you how much that meant to me. Cause I know I haven't been to Tampa yet, but that's cause I couldn't find a, a venue. And then I had, um, the new kid, which I have to be home to help with. So um, don't think I forgot about you guys. The people that have helped me with over the this year, this fucking crazy year, I know, I know who you are, and I'll always have your back. Do you ever help us smaller channel, channels who spread truth? My channel has been attacked for years. All I have wanted to do is help, but YouTube hides us. Of course. Of course I do. This is a group, man. It's a community. I, I, I do need to know who you are, though, because I've said some... Some people have been like, fucking, will you promote my I hate niggers? You know, I'm sure you're a good dude, though. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Pinder, uh, 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 Solid Gamer, uh, Coddington Bear, 
fucking Clips channel, Owen Benjamin Clips channel. Oh, man, I got to just get a list. Eric Nimmer, uh, Burt Kreischer, even though he's a pussy sometimes. But yeah, I like to support everybody. Molyneux, Stefan Molyneux, he's fucking great, man. That guy, when he doesn't do a, a show in a day, I get like pretty sad. Uh, I'm not Norm. If you just want pure comedy, Norm McDonald is so fucking funny. And the dude who runs I'm Not Norm does such a good job with compilations that whenever I get a little too podcast nightmare, which is what my brother calls me when I, I listen to too many intense podcasts, I just go to Norm and he chills me out. Hi, Owen. If you have Netflix, watch The Twilight Zone. There's an episode called The Obsolete Man. This is from 64. It's anti-Marxist. Dude, the guy who did Twilight Zone fought the, uh, the commies. He was like a vet. That guy's awesome. Dude, The Twilight Zone was right about so much shit. The Something on Something Street is an episode where they predicted, I mean, you can just watch what the media does, how they just, um, they have these aliens. I'm not going to ruin it. Just watch it. It's Something on Something Street. The Something on Something Street. And it's just about a, a community tearing itself apart and how they, they make it happen. My hubby is a carpenter. We'll work for you and make porcelain dishes. Need a river for fishing nearby and shooting range. Tired of SoCal. Oh, sweet. Get out of SoCal. I'll be there this weekend, though, if you guys are around. I got to wrap things up soon. I know you guys uh, make fun of me a lot because whenever I say that, it's like another hour. But I'm going to check out the PayPal's. Hang on. But I'll, I'm never, ever going over three hours because that's just fucking crazy. The one-hour ones get the most views, but I just really like hanging out with you dudes. I'll play a little music as I look. I'll do soundtracks to these. We have a few of them? Good. All right. Lewis uh, says, this is from this morning. That's the beauty. If you uh, PayPal me, paypal.me slash feedthebear, um, it eliminates so much spam and so many like random things that... Uh, I'll always be able to read your thing. It's not easy for me to write back, but uh, I, I try to read them on the, on the pod. I know I can't read all of them, but thank you. Hey, Owen, I don't know if this has come up before, but if a baby in the womb isn't a life, why is killing pregnant women a double homicide? It's a great question. Great question. I always wonder, can pregnant women drive in the HLV lane? Or HOA, whatever those are called. Because um, you need two people to drive in the HOV lane. If you're pregnant, like, can't you do that? Where you're like, well, I got, I got a person right here. Or what if you have multiple personality disorder? What about a dog? Can you tell a cop that a dog is your buddy with a pituitary gland problem? And he's Armenian. That's why he's so hairy. I try to spread a lot of truth about the Armenian genocide. So I think I've bought myself the ability to mock how hairy they are. Uh, sounds like a legal double standard to me. Also, since Dave Smith is hilarious and a libertarian, I think it would be awesome if you could try and get Crowder to interview him, especially with his changing view on abortion. Anyways, keep shouting, brother. We're listening, even if we can't always fiscally help support. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. I give uh, Crowder a lot of space. That dude, I've watched um, just how much success he's had and how much pressure and stress running a business being that exposed to the public, all the hit pieces on him. So I just write jokes for him. I talk to him when he wants to talk, and I give him a lot of space because that's the way to be with some of these dudes because I've watched him. Uh, 
you know, when he's getting a million views for Change My Mind on Abortion, you, you, you guys don't understand the heat he gets for that shit. And so um, if, if it comes up, I'll recommend Smith in a heartbeat because Smith's my guy. I think I probably already have. I should tell his dad about Smith because um, uh, Crowder's dad books it. So I should text Crowder's dad. Crowder's dad's awesome. John. Hey, Big Bear, we love you, bro. I hope I'm not too late to get my bear name uh, verified. Of course. What's your bear name? Are you no-name bear? I hope I'm not too late to get my bear name verified. But what is it? You didn't say your bear name. Are you Mystery Bear? Welcome, Mystery Bear. No, go to unbearablesapp.com. That's the best way to uh, verify. It's, a, it's cool to throw me a tip and get verified, but you don't have to pay for verification. Uh, but you got to have a name. We must name you. William. Owen, I love what you do. I'll, I'll play some uh, music to these things. Uh, I haven't played this in a while. Owen, I love what you do, and I think it's exactly what the world needs these days. I hardly get a chance to watch the live streams, but when I do... I enjoy working around the chat and observing other people have meltdowns over small stuff. Can I be verified as Lurker Bear? Just a Lurker Bear Hanging around in the chat Enjoying small meltdowns What do you think of that? Welcome Lurker Bear Sweet. Vince says hey owen hi amy what should we do what song what song should we do here what song should we do here's my boy the bear cave sounds like a good plan shameless self-promotion solar storm homeward bound by vincent keith oh dude my wife's reading it and loves it by the way amy's reading your fucking book we hung, uh, we hung at the Beers with Bears, even though we, we didn't end up going into that one bar I said it was going to be at because it was too crowded and my wife was crazy pregnant. But I ended up meeting up with Vince. He gave me his book, and Amy's like five chapters deep right now. She thinks it's awesome. So if anybody wants to read it, it's called Solar Storm, Homeward Bound by Vincent Keith, available at Amazon, paperback, Kindle. Everyone buy it this week, and maybe it'll make the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Had a good time with you, bud. Mike, oh, that was a long one. I don't know if I... No, but Mike's the man. All right. Thumpy Bear. Hi, Big Bear. Thanks for the advice on dealing with my leftist friend. We just had a two-hour conversation this morning, and I made sure not to hammer him on any anti-socialist talk. We talked poli- t- politics, but when it got intense, I reeled it back to history, and things leveled out over our, uh, our bond with Dan Carlin, as we are both huge fans. And it made me realize that the hypnotized culture our media created is now fortified echo chambers for people to not be accepting of opposing views, not only as a badge of honor, but as a point of nationalism. The divide is what the globalists want. That's when they slip in it. Slip in it. Policy is always downstream. Anyway, when we are fighting the uncompromising, uh, when we are fighting and uncompromising, the media is the only one who wins. That might sound obvious, but the media is still brand new. Realizing this in real time with your friend is telling uh, you how wonderful it, um, friend is telling you how wonderful it is that Alexandria Cortez won is very difficult. I wanted to tell him that dumb bitch is going to get destroyed in any real debate on the big stage because she's literally retarded. 
but I just had to change the subject. And it felt good to just let the world spin and not get upset at my friend who is 135 IQ and a good guy. It feels good to let someone you care about explore their own life experience and not fight with them. Let the world spin and red pill seek, uh, discreetly. Sending him a copy of 12 Rules for Life next. You sound like a much more patient guy than me. And the fact that he likes Dan Carlin means he's not hopeless. But yeah, I mean, the media does profit on division. But the division they want is left and right. And the left is socialist and the right is, is nationalist. And I'm not using that word the way some people think it's used. I'm patriotic as fuck. Some nationalists are actually just patriots. I'm talking about the the leftist type nationalists like the Nazis or the uh, the Japanese in World War II, like the uh, the collectivization of, of people. You, you get what I'm saying? They want to keep us divided in that extreme big government area. I personally think it's okay to not allow people, like to... to to not be tolerant of certain worldviews. That being said, you have a great point where it's like, I don't believe in making human beings toxic, but I do believe in making ideas toxic. Like the middle ground that I like to reach with people that allows people to grow and learn and not be in echo chambers, myself included, is I don't say like, you're a bad guy, we can never be friends. But I do say that idea led to 100 million deaths. It's ridiculous and evil. That way you can have friendships because I, I don't say like, you're bad and will always be bad. But I don't even um, give any ground on socialism. But I think what you did, Thumpy Bear, is awesome. And you can't compromise because just like with the LGBT, if you give them an inch, they'll take eight inches. Ha ha ha. But uh, seriously, though, no more giving ground to these people because they never give it back. You know, the great society, uh, welfare state, uh, a lot of Clinton's bullshit, a lot of Clinton's trade bullshit. And then you got Obamacare. All that. You don't get it back. So I, I'm, I don't give any ground now. But when it comes to friendships, I think what you're doing is, is just right. Jeremy, this is the last one for the day, I believe. Much love. What's your P.O. Box 727? P.O. Box 727, Gig Harbor, Washington is my P.O. Box if anyone wants to send me any fun stuff. I'm going to have a package opening party soon. Uh, I have something I'd like to send you. And by the way, you could probably buy the old Chaplain's Comedy Club in Clinton, uh, TWP, Michigan. Well, I want to be able to drive there, though, and I live in Washington. But if anybody knows of anything for sale, or if you own something and want to sell it to me, let me know. For a song as it's been vacant for years. Oh, for a song. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those things that's been vacant. Because I, I have no interest in appealing to the public. Like, I'm not going to have a business front. Like, it's not going to be like, hey, everybody, come in. It's going to be like, you guys come. I'm going to have shit like not... It's not going to be like I want a ton of... I don't want just any random asshole. For being as open as I am to people, I'm kind of exclusive as well. Like I'm not just going to be like, how do we get more people to come to our theater? I'm going to be like, fuck people. I want the good people that already are looking to come to my shows to have a place to go to and not have these leftist fuckers keep kicking me out. That's why I can't even say where I'm going to perform. I can only say the cities because... These fucking socialists will protest and then I'll get kicked out again. I've lost so much money in that shit. These motherfuckers. Okay. Uh, Mike, 
I usually work on my art listening to you. I'd be happy to send you what I'm working on today and some others I think you might like. Mindless Bear. Yeah, why don't they laugh at Gmail? As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to bring it all in. Um, Cheryl, what I meant was that when I see you uh, persevere through hell, when I hear your God-given talent and your love for family, I see God's work. I'll take that. I think you're right about that because that's that's God in my life. Thank you for that. Yeah, because I'm not a... um, I'm not divine, but what you just described is absolutely accurate. The willing to, to the willingness to, to shoulder burdens is godly. The willingness to to have a family in a time of greed and corruption and, and uh, obsession with material wealth is, is godly. So yeah, but that that it's not me. It's that's what God is. So and it's in it's in kids. That's why they keep trying to fuck up kids. If you become like uh, evil. It's inevitable that you're going to hurt kids, whether it's sexually or uh, with violence or with taking away their ability to be creative, uh, limiting their future, spending their money with debt, all this shit. That's evil. And the way to fuck, the way to be truly evil is um, is to hurt children. Because with adults, man, it's it's not all bets are off. Not all bets, but it's way different. Like punching a 30-year-old man in the face versus a five-year-old? Come on. All right. I'll just read the last Super Chats and I'm out. Uh, Hit the like button. Share it. I think we can get some real uh, views on this one, even though the longer ones usually do not get the views of my other ones. But I don't really... I'm not in it for the views. But at the same time, we want people to watch them. I know Will Smith is a fucking weirdo. So share it, you know, and watch good chunks of it because the YouTube algorithm also... Uh, operates with how long people watch your videos. And that's where I'm doing really well is uh, my average length of watch time for a video is like 12 minutes or some shit, which is crazy because most of it is most people. It's like two minutes or one minute. That's why a lot of people say don't do videos longer than three minutes. I'll do like three hour videos. And so that is one of the things saving me with the algorithm a little bit because I'm already demonetized constantly and my ads that do run are so limited uh, that I make like no money on it. And it, I only do it simply because that's the only way I can super chat and live stream is you have to be a YouTube partner, but I could do a video called ABC. I'm, I will sing the alphabet and it'll say limited or no ads. Like I'm already fucked. So the only way out is like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell because subscriptions don't mean shit. They think they know what you want more than you want which they do sometimes, but a lot of times they don't. You guys, they don't. Uh, so get the alert bell and then just watch it because that that's one of the only things I that's a saving grace with the algorithm for me and just the fact you guys will share it and will hit the like button and not be pussies like some of my friends that will text me like, great stream. I'm like, didn't you didn't tweet it though and I saw you unfollowed me. So what's going on? They're like, ah, you know the game, man. You get it. I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking coward. And if you keep lying to yourself, you'll you'll eventually become that because that's how our brains work. It's called neuroplasticity. You fucks. All right, I'll just finish this up because I, I don't miss Super Chats. If I ever do, just know I, I try to get every single one because if you guys are willing to throw me a tip, um, I'm willing to read it. Oh, and you should do a series of Meet the Bears one at a time live stream with, with an interesting bear. It's called Bear Week. I wanted to do it at the same time as Shark Week. Uh, that this has been theorized and we're working on it with Coddington and Delev. Uh, I'm trying to create a, a food forest right now on my land. So 
that's where a lot of my time goes and I have a brand new baby and I haven't been sleeping, but that's for sure happening. I'd rather talk to bears than a lot of these people that are famous hand to God. Like I have a lot of famous friends, even some that would do my, my fucking stream. I don't care about talking about how great it was to work with someone. They're so fucking boring. That's why I think people start, stopped watching uh, late night shows. I think chicken or the egg People stopped watching late night shows because the format is so boring. And then they started becoming extreme leftist because A, it's the propaganda wing of DC. And also they needed that niche outrage crazy shit because no one cares anymore if fucking Gwyneth Paltrow enjoyed working on a set somewhere. So tell me about, you know, Jimmy Fallon would be like, hey, no way. So I'm sitting here with, no way, it's, it's Justin Timberlake. So what's it like being Justin Timberlake? Well, you know, Jimmy... I, uh, I sing and I dance on a stage and uh, I, I'm married to another famous person. Whoa, no way. What's that like? You know, I, I just, I had this, I have a funny story. Someone says that you uh, don't really like skunks. It's funny you bring that up, Jimmy. Um, yeah, I got sprayed by a skunk recently on set. <laughs> what? It's so fucking boring. I think famous people are some of the most boring people on the planet. Uh, that's why like, I'd rather talk to bears, but the problem with bears sometimes is some people change when they're on camera. So we got to get past that. Like I know some people that are so interesting, but you throw a camera on and they're like, and that's one thing famous people have is they're just shameless. Um, 11, 17, 2017 unbearables B day and Florida venues are ready. Thanks. Coddington. November 17th, 2017. That's the unbearable's birthday, baby. Man, we should, I should stream that stream. Coddington, can you get me that when, I, when we first did it? Maybe we'll, we'll restream it. I can't believe there's still 900 people here after almost three hours. That's insane. All right, I'm, no, more, no more Super Chats or PayPals, by the way, because I'm just going to read these and I got to go. Have you heard of Colin Flaherty? Check him out. I will. Thank you. I need Mama Bear if possible. I'm Mama Lena on disc. There already is like a Mama Bear. I'm sorry, but... uh. Be Mama Lena Bear. Some random asshole might walk in and laugh his way into a different way of thinking. That's true field of bears, and we've had many of them. I'd say at least 20 to 30% of, of people watching right now consider themselves on the left. I think piano and family and music actually breaks, um, breaks uh, uh, echo chambers, and that's one reason why the left despises people like me and Crowder and Gavin and... You know, um, uh, Anthony and uh, uh, Anthony Cumia and some other people because it's like they know that I can crush fucking San Fran. They know that because I'm not one of these right wing lunatics that's just like super serious all the time. But I don't pull punches. I'll fucking talk about pedos and shit. But music, family, food, like we're not really as divided as the media. <laughs> Jews. I'm just kidding. Jews. Kind of. You know who you are, though. The super leftist fucking Jews are not doing a good job out there. Uh, are, are dividing and, and profiting from it. You know, a lot of media outlets are owned by the same company. Fox and CNN, I'm pretty sure, have the same uh, uh, rulers. So listen to fucking Malinu and people like that. All right, last two. Will you ever uh, come to the UK? We'd love to have you come stay at my place. Dude, I've toured UK. I've done the O2 Arena four times with the Jokers. I taped... My Feed the, uh, Feed the Bear special in Manchester that you can get at hugepianist.com. And if you like it, tell your friends about it. Um, 
But no, I'm not coming to the UK anytime soon. It's drowning in soy. But I have, there's a lot of great people in, in England. England is like a little more pussy version of Canada, where it's like Canada still has like more burly dudes. England still has some sweet dudes, but it's it's pretty far down the fucking dystopian river there. But man, I love a lot of England. I like Newcastle. I think it's got some really cool architecture. Cowboy, make 11 17 17 an anniversary. B Day sucks. Dude, we're having a party 11 17 17. We're going to make that the birth of the Bears. This year, we got to find a place where we, we all come in and have a fucking blast. 11 17 17 is going to be epic. How sick would it be if I have a Bear venue by November 17th, 2018? That's doable, dude. I'm a quarter Jew, man. I can fucking uh, rack, I can pack money. Do we have one car for a reason, guys? I'll fucking scrimp and save. No more lawnmowers. We'll buy something cheap as shit. And then we'll, we'll bring in all the bears with skills like uh, carpentry and fucking design. And we'll just make it sick. All right. Email me. Why don't they laugh at Gmail or comment on this or send it to unbearablecomedy at Gmail or Coddington or, uh, and, you know, one of the main people. Um, if you have venues that I could potentially buy. And it can be anything. Anything. It will, we're fight clubbing this shit. We're punk rocking this shit. And much love. Share this thing. Like this thing. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, again, hugepianist.com to get a special. Unbearablesapp.com uh, to get involved with that. It's just a great place for you guys to chat and become bros. And uh, my very importantly is uh, you guys share my... Um, uh, Prager U video comes out tomorrow. I desperately want to beat Dave Rubin. I was texting with Rubin. I was like, dude, let's hang. Uh, when I'm in LA and he's like, well, it's my brother's birthday and I'm on the road with, uh, Peterson with all these sellout shows, man. I wish I could. I'm like Rubin. So I want to beat his, uh, why I left the left or whatever. Cause it's got so many views. I love Dave Rubin. He's a fucking great dude. But at the same time, uh, I think he's the fact that he's like Barack Boner is against identity politics now. I'm like, so? He started this whole fucking mess. But Ruben's a good dude. He's doing good work with uh, Peterson out there. And uh, yeah, Vox Day apologized about being shitty about Jordan Peterson. I like that too. I'm starting to watch some of his shit. I like that guy. The only questionable thing I have about Peterson, there's two things. One, he's, he's uh, repped at CAA, which is the devil's dick. And two, he keeps saying the far right are Nazis. Other than that, Jordan Peterson is awesome. But those two things do piss me off. Uh, much love. Thanks for hanging out on a fun Sunday. A nice three-hour pod. Uh, and now it's time to go hang with my family and do more wicked intense yard work. Please be in contact with me or my people uh, about venues or any of our dreams or gardening or how to fucking raise trees and stuff. I know I said I wasn't going to swear, but I did a good hour. Um, I'm going to go hang with uh, the fam. I love you guys for real. For real, like this is fun.